What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by Max EVs and IVs. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my best buddy, Bryce DeWitt. Mm. Hello. Hello. Uh... That is that is not a furphy, bro. So what's going on here? It's, it's a Cooper's XPO. Leave me alone. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess a bit of a celebration drink, considering this. Uh, throughout the whole year, we're finally here. We finally got Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we're sitting down for our uh, review discussion. Yep. After a long weekend of pretty much doing nothing but playing Pokemon. Yeah. How how much time did you put in? I ended so up far? putting in about forty five hours. Yeah, I'm at about thirty five. Yeah. Um. Only because I had that extra work shift that really stuffed me around. Mm. So, but oh, work always gets in the way. It does. Yeah. It does. Um. I would have had at least another five hours in there if if it weren't the case. So. Mm. Yeah. I I did get lucky. Uh, was that Friday got um cut short because of the weather? So I got home about three o'clock, and because it was a bit of a late start, it allowed me to uh, just unlock unlock the game at midnight and play for four hours. Yep. So I got four hours in like straight away. And it was funny too because uh, I was waiting for it to unlock and it, games typically unlock about 11.30 here in South Australia. Yep. So I'm trying to unlock it and it's not unlocking. I'm like, oh, maybe it is 12? I don't know. So I picked up my Switch Lite and just started playing Luigi's Mansion for a bit. Then it popped up on my Switch Lite. Someone's playing Pokemon Sword. I'm like, oh! <laughs> so I'm just like, whoosh! <laughs> like mushing the A button on my uh, Pro Controller and bang into it and yeah. So, I guess uh, this is going to be a review discussion, and the first part will be spoiler-free. Uh, so, no uh, you know, no story spoilers, none of that stuff. Um, but later on, we will be going to spoilers, Pokemon, Endgame, all of that fun stuff. And we will let you know when that happens, and there will be a uh, something in the show notes with a timestamp as well, telling you what's going on there. That's right. And we do have to tell you that uh, this uh, one copy of Pokemon Sword was provided by Nintendo Australia. It certainly was. Which Bryce uh, got to claim. Yeah, because you really couldn't wait. Mm. Yeah. So I just wanted whatever the whatever the quickest option was. Yep. And I want it preloaded, preloaded, ready to ready to go. Because I knew if I uh, got home the next day and I had to put in the code, download it. That's too much time, Bryce. No wasting time. No. If you yeah. want to do 45 hours in one weekend, you've got to, you've you got to, really, really got to put got, it in there. You've got to really uh, push it. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got a ten how a ten hour head start on me in that regards. Um, was that how long it was? Yeah, ten yeah. hour head start. Yeah. Uh, so you know you got a couple of hours in at night, and then I got mine mm. uh, approximately um, nine thirty in the morning. Mm. So yeah, mm. I got to say too, like I don't often uh, do that for games. So I absolutely like smash them. Yeah. Once they come out, yeah. But I think it's uh, you know, without going into it straight away, it's a testament to how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just I want to sort of discuss the lead up to this game before we get into it. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, because <laughs> it's uh, it was a it's it was a wild ride. It was bit, it was basically our whole year basically discussing news that came out about it, whether it was the leaks later on or the initial re- reveal and the Pokemon being sort of re- revealed and. Obviously, the national decks. What happened at E3? Yep. So back in uh, February 2019, um, uh, the 27th, it says here, uh, they were first announced, and a lot of people were sort of underwhelmed by the initial uh, reveal. Just like, ah, oh, you know, it's typical Pokemon, and it was only like re- revealed later that Pokemon would be in the overworld and the wild area is a thing, and that's basically what a lot of us were waiting for. And yeah, then at E3. 
uh, sort of more news come out, and that's when the National Dex thing happened. And it was a real, uh, I guess uh, it hit Bryce and I hard because um, the last few generations of Pokemon, we've sort of been seeing the shortcuts here and there, and that's where we were like, oh no, this is... This, Terrible. This is this is this is going to happen again, and throughout the rest of the year, we're, all right, we'll we'll wait until we play the games and see whether this is a, a shortcut or a necessary evil to get the things we want in there, which are like you know post game content and all of that. I would li- I would like to bring up on that subject, I suppose, and I'll probably touch text touch it on it later. That it, that still is a pretty big negative about these games. I feel. Especially for people like you that have living decks up in the ready, ready mm. to go case. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that more in the spoiler discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just moving out throughout the year, sort of the uh, <clears throat> the uh, the fan base was split. There's people that don't care whether they're casual Pokemon fans or they are hardcore Pokemon fans, but they just you know don't care, and that's obviously great. I wish I was in that camp. Yeah. And then there's there's the part which. Uh, weren't so happy about it which was you know pretty much you and me but I'm really disappointed by all the sort of uh, toxicity within the Pokemon fan base oh the community's been shocking Mm. Um, look I I believe there is a genuine reason to be angry but when it came to stuff like death threats that led to events being cancelled that led to you know people who are working on this game to be seriously you know concerned for their own well-being and yeah not on no it's not, not on not on in any sense of the word no like. not it doesn't matter what community you're in it's uh bullshit and look at the end of the day uh it's not their fault um they're under a time crunch they're in a small team that refuses to expand and mm. you know they, they've got to do what they've been told to do that that is what they've got to do because uh, every now and again uh, you know, Pokemon tweets something and there's someone saying, oh, you know, saying saying something pretty vile. I'm like, So I click on their profile just to say, like, what type of person out there does this? Someone who cares so much about Pokemon to be this passionate about it and then go and insult the creators. And it's just, it's usually people with no profile, no followers, no, barely following anyone. And it's just a wall of negativity. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's not going to get us anywhere. It's going to be a you know a civil conversation about you know the the series that we all all love. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and it's sort of a climax right at the end when all the all the leaks were coming out. People were seeing like how long it takes to complete the game, how many Pokemon are in the Pokedex, and everything. And that's when it was getting like you know real bad, and it even it was starting to affect like my. Uh, it wasn't affecting my excitement for the game, so it was definitely like it was putting a. It was like nulling the, you know, enjoyment of yeah. <laughs> waiting for new Pokemon games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And uh, was it uh, Thursday? The embargo lifted for Pokemon Sword and Shield reviews from the big websites like IGN, uh, GameSpot, Game Informer, uh, Nintendo Life, all of that. And the Metacritic has averaged out at about an eighty-one. And watching all the, these reviews initially. Um, you know, they they vary from IGN, which is a ninety three out of a hundred, and uh, Cassie DeFreitas says that Pokemon Sword and Shield are the best games in the series, uh, streamlining the most tedious uh, traditions without losing any of the charm. And like initially, when I sort of saw that review, I was like, oh shit, that seems pretty high for uh, sort of the information we're seeing. Yeah, 
uh, same with GameSpot and sort of I guess yeah it, it, I guess it just goes down from there but I must say playing the games and seeing all of the negative things in context uh, I really do agree with IGN's review and GameSpot's review putting it at a you know a 9 Maybe I might not necessarily put it that high just for some um, things in there but Man, I really did enjoy this game. I enjoyed it, but I do think this game has glaring issues and that there is a bit of magic lost along the way that previous games had um, that this one does not. Uh, Again, I think my opinion is better off left to the spoiler discussion, so I'm not going to say anything, but I would probably be closer to, say, higher sevens, low eights, um, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, yeah, there, there's there's differences. They're not exactly good differences. There's cuts. They're not good cuts. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. Uh, the information we were seeing is not as half as jarring as we probably thought it was going to be. But um, you know, if if it was, then you know I'd be down there. You know, four whatever, four. Yeah, <laughs> like low, low. Um. But yeah, no, I've enjoyed the entire way through. So hmm. yeah, so I I played through the story and I did like, uh, I guess it took me about twenty one hours to complete, and then I put in like another twenty on top of that. So there is a lot to do. But I guess uh, touching on the story um, in the spoiler free segment of this show, uh, I guess roughly, what did you think of the story and um, you know, did you enjoy it or whatever? Look. Um it has similar ideas to Sun and Moon, which I think is the big thing for me. Like, I understand that's sort of the route they want to go. Um, and there's good there, there's good ideas that it has that it's unique, but I feel like Pokemon's starting to fall into this formulaic uh, story building. I mean, to be fair, what do you mean starting to? It's been, <laughs> it's been like that for years. Uh... Yes and no. I, I would argue like games like uh, the Gen 5 games have been, you know, a, mm. l- a little deeper. Those ones were, but the rest, you know, they're all pretty much a cut from the same cloth, pretty much. We'd have to go into it here. but yeah. We're not going into it here. <laughs> yeah, we're not going into it here. That's mm. why I said like my, my opinions on the uh, story and the game, like mm. th- there's a lot of spoiler context in my thoughts. But I don't think it was the strongest story. I don't think it was the weakest either. I yep. think I think that kind of lends to last generation. Last generation was really weak for me. Mm. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Well, personally, for me, I really, really enjoyed the story, and not because it was like the most amazing thing with the a huge revolu- a revolution at the end. Like, oh my god, that was crazy! Uh, what it was was just a real basic story about competing in the the gym challenge. And I thought that was good. Yeah. Mm. And like a lot of the time, like you know, completing you're just walking into like these buildings, battling people, getting badges. It's not like a, it's not made to feel all that special in past games. Whereas this, it's like drummed up, and it's like the main draw of the story. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, and it's there just to be the backbone of like what is so enjoyable at the Pokemon games. It's about catching, collecting, and training Pokemon, and yeah. that's put in. It's that's the emphasis of the story. It's not about you know there's. Team Aqua trying to raise the sea. There's not Team Galactic trying to open portals to other dimensions. There's it's, there's no Team Plasma trying to do other crap. There's you no. Know, it's just there's 
for the most part there is none of that and i absolutely loved it it's just real it's pretty straightforward and the emphasis the emphasis is put on exploring the wild air exploring the routes catching the new pokemon and all that i really i really liked it how it sort of i guess took a back seat and it wasn't just because sun and moon for me they just tried to hit you with story 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 talk 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 and it took it took everything i loved (laughs) about the games away from it just exploring and exploration Mm. yep i think i think that i think that in sun and moon lends more to its linearity i feel like sun and moon could have been done really well if it wasn't so linear but Mm. it is very linear in comparison even to this it's fairly linear yeah um Mm. and i mean i I hear opinions like sun and moon were my favorite games i'm like really really that's fine yeah (laughs) holy crap I i can't believe that that's a thing but i suppose again you know there's obviously people that probably haven't have only been playing as early as x and y mm. sort of thing so um but uh look I, I i agree with the gym leaders and such i feel like gyms are the main draw and they are absolutely like the hype moments of the story and all that um but there is something that rides in the background and it just keeps going and they don't want to make a big deal of it but it is there and I feel like sprinkling it in there if if you really just wanted to tell a story about the league then just do that I feel not add in all the extra stuff because if it's going to ride a back seat then might as well just put more emphasis on the gyms the challenge the road you know to becoming champion mm. um, I don't feel like that extra stuff you're talking about was that big a deal though like it wasn't like a huge takeaway from what they're doing with the gym challenges maybe but we'll talk about it mm. after so yeah uh the characters being the gym like with the gym leaders and all that what did you think of like the gym battles and all that i really really enjoy the sort of uh emphasis on the gyms how oh gyms were great when you go in there like it actually feels like you're walking into a stadium yeah and with like the sound design of like the crowd and everything and when you're Gigantamax and Dynamax yeah with like the eerie music in the back and yeah and I mean I, I like that too and I like the gym leaders designs and they sort of have more of an implication in, in general uh, than a lot of Pokemon games uh, they've got a lot more character and you know they sort of build up over time mm. um, you'll see them a little more here and there yeah Wob- <laughs> wobble anyway um he wobbled his head it, it is yeah <laughs> christ uh it's it's all it's all you know phenomenal the gym challenges and everything really lend to the personality of the gym leaders and um throughout just these characters do become more of a pop out than um again i suppose what sun and moon did last generation sun and moon it was just like yeah they popped in in the worst way these guys um <laughs> these guys aren't like that they're, they're sort of like they come in they have their five minutes of fame but you'll see them down the road again and you know learn more about them and that lends particularly well into the league cards as well mm. where they've got info on them in the back and all that stuff and you've got like that little bit of extra sort of uh, reading material about them which is awesome um, and going through it I guess the journey of becoming a Pokemon champion is fantastic um it's better displayed than in most games because obviously it is like the tv defining event of the year for them it's a sport um so you look at it in in that such in that sense in general yeah and you know that's something i've always wanted 
for the Pokemon games. Like that's, that's something that's always been advertised as in like the anime, mm. whatever it may be. I, but I, it's I, never I, really actually happened like yeah. that. I remember talking with someone, whether whether it was you or not. Mm. Like, I'm like, how cool would it be if the, there was like it was like a a Pokemon league, like it was like a, you know a football league. And like this is it's exactly what this game's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And even even uh Gigantamax and Dynamax, they lend to that extremely well. Mm. Um I wasn't too impressed with these mechanics to begin with with this mechanic in general to begin with, because I thought, well, hey, you've just removed Z moves and Megas, which kinda takes that out of it and to a to a degree, I do feel like they could have still kept those designs they scrapped. Uh, with Gigantamax but they didn't so I mean tough loss I guess uh, but it is still you know a real spectacle when they sort of come out in the middle of a gym battle and then all of a sudden it's just the crowd sort of toughs down just a little bit but you know they're all in shock and awe and the music pipes down just for a little moment as they're, as they're Dynamaxing yeah. and that picks back up again yeah, yeah, it's really well done. Yeah, it's really good. It makes it feel awesome. It does, yeah. It, it it does indeed feel like a big epic. And a, a lot of those major battles, it does that as well. Yeah. Sort of the way the sound works. And even it makes some battles into almost like story moments and cutscenes with like the way your characters talk in between turns. Like uh, your rival does it a lot, you know, whether it's like, oh, you did a critical hit or later in the game where characters are actually like telling your story plot through actual battles. And it's not just like mushing A before and after the battle. You can do it during the battle as well. I like that, but I mm. honestly just got sick of Hop's super effective speech <laughs> over and over again. Wow, you, who know you know your tight matchups by now. 20 years <laughs> playing Pokemon. <laughs> Well, stop using super effective attacks. Just uh, sh- yeah, just fucking yeah, right. Just, like, choose a neutral attack. Oh, that'll do. That'll show him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, um, he has no faith in you. That's his problem. He's like, is that surprise every time? You must be doing something wrong. Well, he must just think you're a silly Billy. Well, now that now that we sort of talked about the story briefly, I guess, uh, how about we talk about the initial characters? I'd say probably follow. Embargo reviews only up to gym four, uh, to gym four, just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, your rival Hop. You don't like Hop? He talks too much, or Hop? I don't have a problem with actually. Like I, the thing is, is I I hate how many times you battle him. That's yeah, that's another thing with like recent Pokemon games. They just chuck the rival battles in every so much every like after every gym just to be like, and they're always in your face. Yeah, it's <laughs> always. Just, it's just pretty much like filler or just. To make sh- an easy way to make sure you're still on level, yeah, pretty much. Like. It, it's been a huge problem since X and Y, and like I think Hop lends to that problem, but I don't think he's the most annoying rival either. Well, it was a real, it was a big problem in Black and White even back then. You got two rivals, and they want to battle you all the time. <laughs> yeah, but then Black and White too sort of steered away a little bit from that. You reckon? Yep. I can't even remember Black and White too. <laughs> yeah, my, wasn't wasn't that intrusive. You only had um, Hugh. And Hugh wasn't that much of a problem. I think he battled him maybe three or four times at the most mm. throughout the entire thing. Um, but I feel like I feel like Hop. If we're if we're talking in the space of the 3D games, I feel like Hop is probably the least annoying one. Oh yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, I actually really like Hop's character arc as well. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it's good too. Like all the way up into the end, I think it's really good. Mm. I just I just hate how many times you got damn battle him. Yeah. But then you've got your other other two rivals, which is uh, Beat and Marnie. Mm-hmm. Um, I. 
I fairly like Beat's evolution throughout the whole thing. I, I, I quite like his character arc as well. Yeah, so do I. And, yeah. and Marnie's is pretty good too. Yeah. I like Marnie as a character in general. So that sort of works out for me. Um, you know, just, just her background and stuff like that is really good. Just the, I guess the semi-celebrity who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's just like, stop it, guys. Like, just let me do this normally. God. Mm. And Beat is like, when you beat him, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, I'll let you win. And it's like, your Pokemon suck, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your Pokemon suck. <laughs> I can't even take you seriously. No. Try, um, try and insult me. That's exactly right. Yeah, so you're insulting me. Try Dear better Lord. next time, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the rivals in this one, there's three of them, and I feel like Marnie and Bead definitely aren't very, definitely aren't that intrusive. I feel. I no. feel like you see them a lot less. Um, uh, I just feel Hop is mainly because you have to battle him so many times mm. and that's uh, really annoying I, I see a lot of comments where they're just like he's around every quarter it's extremely annoying and then at the same time I'm just like please please go back and play Sun and Moon and tell me that Hop is as intrusive as the characters in that one mm. How and Lily you know around every corner Gladion they're much more intrusive <sighs> I feel yeah so I feel like they did improve on that with this game you know, he's there, he has his character arc, you see him all the time, yes, but he's not half as annoying, he's not telling you what's what and what's where, you know, he's not like, he says, hey, here's the Pokemon Center once, and um, a lot of a lot of that little dialogue as well is skippable. Yeah, like, at, at the start, it's very, uh, it's different to what you expect from, you know, Pokemon games in the past, where it's... yeah choose the Pokemon here's the battle it still lets you do that if you are a new player and you don't know how to catch a Pokemon and all that yeah but, but um, the the initial sort of trip down Route 1 and you you have five Pokeballs already so you're able to catch a Pokemon and that's what I did straight away I wanted the Rookie D and like caught it yeah. caught it straight away um, but if you don't know how to catch it and you just walk through the route and yeah. you have the option to find out how to catch them but someone you know like myself like, I've caught a Pokemon before yeah. you're able just to say no and just move on with your day and the same thing with um, the Pokedex as well like you, you're you talking to Sonya which is one of the new characters and she's sort of just like uh, do you know how do you know how Pokedex works and it's like yes it's like okay well I don't need to tell you then here you go yeah, it's thank like you, cool thank you. it's like great yeah fantastic and then you you know you move on you've caught that Pokemon in route one and you catch up to Hop and he's like we should fill out our teams and Leon's like I see you've already caught a Pokemon before so you don't need to know it's all good great it's like thanks um and it's especially good considering that even if you do say to say to characters in x and y and sun and moon they were like they, they would tell you anyway they're just like don't you just you know throw the pokeball after you hit it down lower health and you know whatever it's like here let me show you just in case you forgot how to play pokemon well, the thing about sun and moon as well was as well that not only do they say here's how you catch a pokemon they ask you what you have for tea what's for dinner do you want to come to my place after What's your favourite colour? I was like, just shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand the dialogue in that game. Yeah, it's all such a waste of time. It is. Yeah, yeah. But it's out the window here. Like, mm. you know, thank it, God. There is still dialogue, but it's usually related to what you're actually doing. It's not uh, crushed down to very basic stuff and trying to fill out your adventure because it is really such just a small area. You know, I, I feel like they did a pretty decent job with it anyway. Um, so there's also Sonya, who you see on your venture pretty regularly. Um, 
Professor uh, Mag- Magnolia's assistant. Yep, and also her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know she she's prompted to go on an adventure when the professor's like, "Those young kids are going on an adventure. Why don't you go on?" She's like, "All right." <laughs> so she goes on an adventure with you, and you see her pretty often. And um, you know she becomes a huge part of the story because yeah. she's sort of and she 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 is a fun character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. she's the law buff. Yeah, and it's it's you know? cool as well that you know you do know that she has backstory with Leon, who is the champion. Yeah, and that you know they were rivals back in the day, and it's sort of like you know leaves up to the imagination of like what that might have been like. And yeah, yeah. Speaking of Leon, the champion, sponsored by Game Freak, sponsored by literally everybody on that cape. <laughs> what do you think? Of, what do you think of Leon as a champion? I really enjoy him. He's a, a lot different to like past champions. Uh, typically. He's very involved. Yeah. yeah. He's involved from literally the very start. It literally gives you your first Pokemon. Yeah. And I like how he's involved in the story. Like, was it like Ruby and Sapphire? You see Steven halfway through the game. Not, not, actually, it's not halfway through the game. It's a bit earlier than that. Uh, Just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you do like a bit of a, a bit of a mission for him and all that. But you don't really know the champion necessarily until you battle him. Yeah. Whereas uh, from the very start, this is Leon. He's the champion. He's a, a celebrity. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves his Charizard, his uh, iconic Pokemon. And uh, yeah, he, he, he's a great character. And sort of, you know, going through the game, you're sort of like thinking to yourself, like, is he, is, is he a good boy? <laughs> but yeah, I'm not saying more than that. Is he a good boy? <laughs> he's a good boy. Uh, but um, I, I enjoy him too. Uh, I, th- I still think he's probably a little bit boisterous for my liking, but. You know, yeah. otherwise, otherwise, I think he's, I think he's all right. Um, so yeah, yeah, I quite like it that he's like just. The thing like, is, it's a like, real showman. Every everything, every everybody has their own little character arc. Anything that's mm. important has their own character arc. They're not just there to be rivals. Like Hopper's the same thing. Marnie's the same thing. Beat is the same thing. And then Leon is also the same thing. You know, or a lot of the people you interact with have, you know, some close connections with Leon, or they've been rivals to him in the past. Like Raihan, who you see. Yeah. Uh, in the start, like in the literal opening movie to the game, uh, when Leon and Raihan are having their battle, like they have a connection. They're, they're rivals, and you meet Raihan, and yeah, you just sort of go through that. Um, and I think these characters, you know, months and years from now, I will still remember them. Yeah. Whereas like X and Y, I couldn't tell you one rival's name, <sighs> except for Serena, who's like, if you choose the guy, um, the female character is Serena. That's right. And I know, like, at the end of that, like, you know, she admits that, you know, you're a better trainer and it has, like, all this uh, emotional music. And I sort of remember that. But apart from that, like, oh, there's the the guy who likes, wants to make his Pokemon dance. And all this, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> there's a guy with a really big Afro haircut that, mm. who's Mr. Smarts. And then there is that one girl that has a moment with you under the fireworks. And then... The awkward moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, just mm. I feel like there's another one there somewhere that I'm completely forgetting. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with Pokemon. Like for the most part, it's not about the characters and like the fantastic writing <laughs> that goes on. But I think these games with the characters, it it does enough to make you care about each individual one. Yeah, I think it nails it all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the gym leaders, again, you know, they they've got a lot more involvement mm. in their own personal way, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess uh, next up would be uh, some of the new Pokemon. 
Or I guess we'll just talk about the ones that, you know, have been announced and we won't go into like the non-announced ones. But, I can't remember exactly what's been announced. So, But I think we are safe to do the three starters now, the evolutions. I think we are safe now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. Because yeah. if people would have been posting on social media and everything, like I haven't posted any pictures just in case I <laughs> upset someone. Yeah. But people are doing it. So um, what do you think of the, the new evolutions? So we've got uh, Sobble. Final Evolution, um, Intellion. See, so yeah, I'm still rusty on their names. I can't even remember the uh, Grookies. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Rillaboom, Rillaboom. Yeah, I just <laughs> Intellion, Rillaboom, and Cinderace. Cinderace. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just like <laughs> useless with friggin' names. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think of them? Um, obviously you're most familiar with Incineons. What? Or whatever. I, what, what was Int- it? In- Intellion. Intellion. Yeah. Inci- oh, I've mixed them up. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderace and Inteleon, I guess. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, I like Inteleon uh, just for that spy aesthetic, I guess. Uh, the unique move is cool. It's calm. It's collected type of uh, deal. Um, Snipe shot. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. Um, he's uh, He's been a pretty pretty decent powerhouse and, you know, I've, I've used him whenever ever I've been in a pinch and been like, I don't have anything for this type of matchup sort of thing and he's he's succeeded in it relatively well um so yeah uh it's probably my favorite out of the three i'm giving mm. that yep uh yeah i i chose grookey i got a billaboom billa rillaboom rillaboom oh, jesus <laughs> i don't know why i cannot remember their names for love god but <laughs> i i really like him he's his drum does look a little bit odd but i've gotten used to it i'm like no one has a drum that shape <laughs> I know this is Pokemon, but whatever. He uses it to attack, <laughs> not do fancy music, I guess. Um, but yeah, he's been a great uh, ally throughout the game. Um, another real big attack powerhouse. Whenever I need someone just knocked out with uh, where grass affects it pretty well, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's always there to do the job for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of us chose Cinderace, but um, on my next playthrough when my copy of Shield comes in, I'm really keen to give Scorbunny a go because I really actually really quite like it. I know you're not too hot on it because it's another standing up fire. Another bipedal, yeah. Yeah, another standing up fire <laughs> type. But I actually really like it and it's... um, I think its signature move is cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really good move. It's the best animated signature move out of the three, I think. It is, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. 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 Because it, when it did it in game... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when it did it in game it's just like I'm like holy crap that was awesome yeah, yeah. And, and it's the, it's really strong too it's only got 5 PP but it's 120 attack mm. which is huge I know where um, Rillaboom's only 80 I don't know what snapshot is uh, 90 90 oh yeah yep so 90 but it uh, stops effects like torment or taunt oh yeah yeah you can use it through those type of skills yeah. yeah or follow me etc <laughs> when, when you're actually going through the game and they're trying to taunt you you're like okay <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah I was only going to attack you anyway yeah hmm. yeah but yeah the, the, the starters I think they're I think they're pretty decent I don't know if they're the strongest set of starters we've seen um, but it's one, it's one of those things it's only been the first weekend we might really grow to love them or all I know is that they're the hidden ability hidden abilities of Inteleon and Cinderace are really good Mm. That's all I know. Um, but you don't know what they are? Yeah, I do. Oh, let us know. Inteleon's a sniper. Yeah. So, free crit. 
yeah. you know, just uh, absolutely smash it, fantastic. And um, then Cinderaces has uh, similar. It's similar to what Greninja had, except it uh, it adapts it it adapts to the move you're about to use before you use it, so everything can be stabbed. Hmm. So if you um you know load up Cinderace with all different types of attacks, you know you can float between float between them as you please, and because he's really fast. Um, he doesn't have a problem with getting an attack for someone. So if somebody's like, oh, water type, that'll take care of him. <laughs> it's like, no, it won't because I'll switch to a dark type or something, you know, to stop that super effective hit. It's, it's yeah, really, really, yeah. Actually, really good. Now you bring that up, I actually was looking at that and I remember thinking, oh, crap, that's pretty... That's pretty strong. Because Greninja had this um, pretty similar thing where yeah, he could change his types, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure about Rillabooms, though. Yeah, I'm just looking it up now, so... Uh, it's Grassy Surge. I'll look up what that does. Uh, grassy Surge creates a low-lying grassy field um, like the move Grassy Terrain. When the Pokemon enters battle, it restores HP of grounded Pokemon each turn and increases power of grass-type attacks. So, yeah, that's really good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good if you want just a power spike immediately. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he comes out and he can heal himself. and That's right. Yeah, Heal lovers too, I think. Well, he heals yeah. anything that's grounded, so you can uh, technically heal your, heal your enemy as well. So, yeah. but I'm, uh, I mean, you know, it powers up grass type moves. So there you go. That should be enough to take him down anyway. Yeah, unless uh, you're trying to verse a grass with a grass, and it's like, what are you doing? That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so might just leave the rest of the Pokemon for the spoiler section. I think so. Yeah. We'll dig into most of them. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's dig into uh, one of the biggest aspects of the game, which is the wild area. Mm-hmm. So you get access to this about one and a half or two hours into the game once you've basically completed the tutorial section, the opening of the game. And uh, yeah, this uh, this place is uh, game-changing. It is. Game-changing for the series. And while it may look basic and people had an issue with the look of the trees and all of that, <laughs> and, and, and not to take away from that, like, you know, the graphics are downgraded in this area. They are. But yeah. um, it doesn't take away from the immersion and it's so much fun just being let go and exploring this place, collecting items, doing max raid battles, just running into powerful Pokemon in the area. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, when you first go in there, everyone sees the Onyx to the left of the opening gate. Yeah. And I think most people, unless you start with Score Bunny, are going to be like, all right, I'm going to try and take that thing down. <laughs> and it's level 27 and you're about level 13 or something like that. And the thrill of being like, all right, I'm going to take this thing down. And I... I went through a few potions, had to use one revive. I'm like, fuck it, I'm taking this thing down, man. And once you take it down and you get all your XP and all your Pokemon go up by two levels, I'm like, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And I, I knew going in, I was a bit concerned about sort of the mechanic that uh, Pokemon are non-catchable until you get that certain badge. Because I thought um, going into it, I was thinking, you know, it's going to take away from the thrill of running into a big Pokemon that you beating can, something big yeah yeah beating something big but I think the the thrill is still there without catching it just beating it and getting the experience boost yeah mm. yeah for sure because I guess like say it's an example it's pretty much the same thing as say Breath of the Wild where you go up to a big powerful enemy like I don't think I can do this I've just got my freaking underwear on and a stick 
and you ended up taking it down and you get access to its awesome sword or awesome weapon it's got it's a similar thing in in this but it's XP and you're like yeah. yes yeah. especially those lower levels yeah mm. sure. did, did, did you because I know you had an issue with that too because we're talking about sort of the that mechanic do you feel like that was an issue for you in the game when you I, I do have an issue now <laughs> so um after I learned that this was the thing the thing that concerned me most was shiny locking so you'd be like you'd be locked out of a shiny pretty much immediately if you tried to tackle anything that was your love, over the level that you had mm. and that's so you know a shiny doesn't pop up and you're like oh I can't catch it and that would be really really uh upsetting <laughs> now, now the thing is is apparently they did code this uh, so that it wouldn't happen uh, if you run into a shiny if you run, run into a Pokemon that's too strong for you it will not be shiny will not ruin your chances yeah all that stuff it will not disappoint you and depress you beyond immeasurable but today it was found that it can happen with the static Pokemon so you know how everybody sees that Onyx or that Snorlax that can still happen with them. They did not code them out of it. Oh, okay. So, so the they po- can still be shiny. Oh, the Pokemon in the overworld yeah, can be the, shiny. Those ones, yeah. All right. So there was an example of that shown. Someone found one and recorded. Somebody found a Dreadnought. <laughs> and it was a really sick looking shiny too. And yeah, it's the ones that aren't in the grass. It's the ones that are just on the road. And Oh, okay. If you, uh. you can find them shiny while you're still under that badge lock and... That is awful. Yeah, well, there's one in 4,000 and something chance of depression then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, at, at the same time, just running Ugh. into something like that would be absolutely depressing as hell. So I'm glad I've, I'm glad I'm done with the game and yeah. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. I, know, I know there's like a shit ton of people who went into the first route and managed to pull a shiny Wooloo or a Rookadee or... Yeah, I saw some videos of like people yeah. running in and getting a, a black Wooloo. I'm like, Immediately. Like, <laughs> Just like boom. first first encounter, as soon as you get Pokeballs, Black Wooloo. It's like, whoa! Thank God you actually get Pokeballs, yeah, like straight away in this as well. Otherwise, yeah. you'd be like, all right, cool. Because yeah. in past Pokemon games, it's like, well, I'll kill it. <laughs> I I um I do feel like it does still bug me a little bit, um, only because there are there is some stuff where you sort of just walk in there, um, and it'll be like. I don't know, say you run into like a 36 Duskull or something and you're like, oh, it's too high for you. But if you wait 24 hours, you'll find a level 12 one anyway and you're just like, that's annoying. I could have just had it 12 hours earlier. And if I could catch it at these levels, why is it a problem? Sort of thing. Mm. I, I do understand the concept of it and I think it's uh, a good way from getting people off from going way too far into it without, uh, you know, sort of juxtaposing like a big roadblock you're free to free to explore everything and that's great mm. um but i do feel like there is some downsides to it that just sort of does take you out and it's just like well it's too strong and you're like it's too strong to throw a pokeball at it like <laughs> of all things you know the thing that we can just do to literally anything yeah yeah oh go- yeah well going into it i was like ah. Oh. It's a bit disappointing, but actually playing the games, I'm like, for me personally, it doesn't bother me. Hearing about that shiny thing, like that is, that would be pretty upsetting. But at the same time, like that's, that's just unlucky. You know, I don't think that's a reason not to do it necessarily. I guess so. I just feel like I don't, I don't think I've, I don't think I've gained anything by having the ability to catch these Pokemon. 
I had I I did a surprise trade like immediately at the start of the game, and I ended up with a level sixty seven Pokemon. So, if I can get it through that method, then is it really a problem? Mm. You know, that's already that's already higher than anything in the wild area, outside of max raid battles. Yeah. So, is it really that much of a problem? I can still get those high level Pokemon anyway. I can mm. literally just have them traded to me. If I go, if somebody runs it into it in their game and they're like, oh, look, it's this thing. It's like, oh, I want one of them. They'll just catch it to you and trade it to you. So is it really a, is it really a roadblock? You know, it is, it is just kind of a nuisance. Yeah. If anything, because at, at the end of the day, you're going to get it. Yeah. We, we, we were talking um, before, like it would be cool or there, there are more elegant ways to sort of work it in, but you can still catch them. That carrot on the end of the stick is still there, but you know, it might be reduced catch rates or uh, if you do catch a Pokemon that's over your um, gym badge level that they, you know, won't listen to you. That's or, right, yeah. You know, mechanics that have previously, you know, worked for traded Pokemon. So that there are ways around it rather than just being like, no, you can't catch them. Yeah, no, you're not allowed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't affect my enjoyment at all. I sort of just went through it and just... Oh, it caught me off guard a couple of times where I looked at it and, went on my, and I'm like, L- really, it's one level above my gym badge level. That's just fucking annoying. I mean, just come back and catch it then. Yeah, but the thing is, is I'm like, maybe I wanted to add it to my party now. I'm level 35. All my party's like level 38. This thing's level 36, but it's too strong for me. <laughs> what? Hmm. Why? Why is it too strong for me? That makes no sense. I spent so much... you didn't get the badges you knew. Just listen, I'm, I spent so much time in that area and it was almost a little bit problematic in some some cases because it's an area I didn't want to leave. And <laughs> I just kept doing raids after raids after raids because I enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. Mm. And I loved exploring it and doing all that. It was fantastic but at the end of the day you know i was getting to the point where i'm like i'm over that over the level of like things that they're blocking me out of mm, yeah. and and that did get frustrating because i'm just like i can kill this thing it's like it's not going to give me xp anymore i just want to catch it and it's like i can't now maybe that's also uh, a mechanic to sort of be like all right we do want you to play through the game and get, get the badges do the story you can't just stay here otherwise yeah. You just like go in there and get to level 100, do everything. So, all right, now it's time to... You just end up never doing the story. I guess so. But the thing is, at the same time, is that, like you said, you can just like lower the catch rates depending on your badge mm. or something like that. Something to get that does incentivize you, but it doesn't block you out of everything. Yeah. Because taking your time with the game is good. And extending that playtime is great. I, di- I didn't finish... You finished it in, what, 21 hours, you said? Mm-hmm. I finished it in about 28 because I spent so much time in the wild area just doing whatever. Yeah. Because that's what I was enjoying. Yeah. So how much time during the actual story do you think you played in there? Because I, I played for roughly about four or five hours uh, at a guess because I, I did like two big sessions of just doing raids and I'm all right, now it's time to get back to the story. Do you reckon you spent like six, eight hours in there? In uh, the wild area? Yeah, during the story. Yeah, about... We spent a long time the other day. Eight, eight to ten hours? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I spent a lot of time there because I was enjoying it. Yeah. Um, But, again, it's just sort of a pain in the butt. It also sort of like, in saying that, it, it trivializes the rest of the game in some senses. You know, it's, mm. it's it hands out so much free XP. So much. And you're kind of just like, well... It's a hard thing to balance because this game 
is a traditional Pokemon game and it is also doing something completely different, which is just open world. I mean, I can tell you how to balance it. Do what you want. Don't don't hand out XP like it's free toilet paper. <laughs> you know, well, at, at a public restroom. <laughs> they don't have to hand out that much XP. There's so much XP. And, I, and it's like, I get it. It's in the form of a consumable item. And to a degree, it's sort of like, oh, well, now you're rewarded for your time in the wild area. But it is so much that it's... Mm utterly ridiculous I'm like I'll use this XL candy not knowing how much XP it gives me and it boosts my Pokemon 10 levels I'm like holy shit <laughs> I did one battle for that like that's that's crazy hmm. that's that's so much XP it really does not need to be that much at all and it did it did get to the point where I was just like what am I even doing I'll just put everything at 70 and finish the game because like a lot of those raids you can access them straight away They'll, they're one level at, at first but they eventually get to 5 and it is set up for the end game of like training up Pokemon easily, getting them to level 100. And that's good as well. Which is great. But, you know, having them in the main story when like you guys are about level 30 and you sort of get carried by a couple of guys <laughs> who are doing five stars, you get you know, a few XLs, you get a few mediums, you pump them into your Pokemon. They go, they go right up. Um, yeah. But I, I just feel like if you want the. If you want the game to be really easy, you can make it really easy. If you want it to be hard, you can make it hard. Um, you just... You can't... you got to catch your Pokemon in the wild area and you can't just grind in there. <laughs> I guess so, but... If you don't, if you don't want it to be... Because people are max, doing... But the max raids are fun. And being gated from them just because like you don't want to make the rest of the game easier for, for yourself is like... Eh. Mm. It's the main mechanic of the game, in my opinion. And I feel like it's a mechanic that... I guess I'm seriously worried about this mechanic because I enjoy it so much. It's one of like my favorite Pokemon features in a very long time. Max rate battles, this cooperative battling, it's great. Mm. Um, yes, but I'm fearful because what have we had in the past with the Battle Frontier it, and all it that? It goes away. Yeah, and you know, Dynamaxing is not going to be a thing that sticks around for another generation of Pokemon. It's too wrapped up in the Galar. Yeah region and like, that's that's worrying because it is such such mm. a good thing yeah so yeah max raid battles obviously um you go to a den in the wild area and you can do a raid battle with four people versus one uh dynamaxed pokemon and yeah like like you're uh, like you're saying it is absolutely phenomenal what it adds to the game yeah and what it's going to add to the longevity of playing these games as well is huge yeah and it's so much fun because uh going back to say X and Y we all played together all in the same room training up a Pokemon going through the story but there was no unless we're like hey do you want to trade or hey would you like to battle um, that's as far as sort of the com- communication between us goes Yeah, and you know, I'm not going through the story I'm not too interested in just putting my story team against your story team like whatever yeah, it's not that's that fun right. Yeah, not until like the end game where we're like really working out strategies and sort of trying to beat each other we haven't even done that in years yeah. To be fair. Um, but now where we can work together with two other people, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is so much fun. Yeah. And with the Gigantamax forms um, popping up and being that's the only way to get them and having them be really hard to catch, really rare, um, that that's a real challenge, which the rest of the game doesn't really offer. Yeah. The story is pretty easy. You can go through it and... You know, even if you're going through it without just abusing the wild area XP, you know it's still a pretty easy game. It's you know it's similar to X or Y, Sun and Moon. You're able to get through it pretty easy, 
but um yeah if you're actually looking to get dynamax forms of pokemon or, sorry gigantamax forms of pokemon um it's a real challenge it's really 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 rewarding it is i am yet to catch a gigantamax pokemon yeah me too and i've first heaps of them <laughs> yeah we first them but they just break out the balls and you get the one shot and yeah and the battles you know the real hard ones god they're hard and they just break out oh that's that's it they're yeah. gone you can save in front of it and reset but i don't really want to just redo the same battle it was hard enough to beat it in the first place yeah so, and you have to do it with npcs which is even worse yeah and <laughs> the npcs so as far as i guess like the online communication goes that's um a huge feature of the wild area seeing other players roam around and being able to team up and do uh, uh dynamax uh, max raid battles together um it's, it's really great when it works um it was Bryce and I were playing the other day and it's really hard to get in our case another two people to join that's right um a lot of times we were stuck using the NPC players and it's just random what Pokemon they give you each each time and oh there's set ones <laughs> there's set ones because we saw them all the time yeah yeah but there's set ones but it's random within that set yeah yeah yeah. and sometimes they might give you good Pokemon a Magikarp with Hydro Pump <laughs> and Magikarp wasn't even the worst one no it wasn't <laughs> there were was some of them which were just butt useless no. there was a Soul Rock where all it did was put up its defense and special defense but in max raid battles every so turns the uh, stat changes get nulled yeah and when you're trying to break barriers and do damage to these things like Soul Rock I don't care about you putting up your defense you're not doing shit your defense yeah. like you're useless in the first place you're not going to be able to withstand it no matter how many cosmic powers you pull off that's right Yeah. god it was frustrating yeah absolutely and, awful and we just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until we're like hey we've got a Pokemon that won't get crushed straight away because of it's type disadvantage that's right and yeah. and I, I do understand that if they just said hey we'll make the NPCs awesome and they'll carry you through the whole thing that's not good either obviously and they do they are pretty much just filling the space in case you know just 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 in case you don't have online or you don't have enough friends it's fine which is what they're doing for us but they are trying to encourage you to reach out to people make a party get amongst it take down some bosses and that's what we were trying to do but um whether it was just online not working or people not being at that level yet yeah people yeah because you know there's a lot of people that would have just been going for the story at that point yeah so it's, it's hard to know at this stage but yeah hopefully it does work because if it works it's going to be awesome just sitting there in the wild area just for a night just grinding out max raid battles it's going to be a lot of fun it's yeah. going to be great but like I'm thinking of it for the future like this this is a fantastic mechanic and it adds so much to the like cooperative side of Pokemon mm. that um, I'm worried that we will never see it again after this generation and that's that's really uh frustrating in some senses because like imagine a game with a full complete pokedex a battle frontier max raid battles like imagine all that in one package how incredible how incredible that would be uh as a whole i feel like um the more you're right they they put this so hard on the galar region that it feels like it's never going to be back again and it's become such a huge deal in this game down to the point where it's integrated into the um, integrated its own social feature. The wild area has got its own social features. You know, you can see what people are catching, what people are, you know, hmm. raiding, what they're doing, and you can join in with a click sort of easily. There's 
it's it's all really well done, but how will they progress it forward and move it onto onto the next game? Yeah. Um, because I would not want to lose this feature. I think it's probably the best part of this game, hands down. I agree. Yeah, and uh, I would love to see it in future games. But again, based on what mm. we've seen in the past, I'm I'm trying to think maybe it's not good to get too attached to it. Yeah. Well, I guess we are not going to see max raid battles as they are in Gen Nine, for example. Um, but it doesn't stop them from being like, oh, this is a whatever the next mechanic gimmick raid battles are they can still do that hope i think these are way too popular to be like because this is going to be the longevity of their games this is how they're stretching it out like um there's like a butterfree event in uh i think it's shield at the moment and i think it's dreadnor in sword and they're sort of like doing these staggered releases of pokemon you're able to catch in these raid battles and that's how they're keeping players playing and i think that they can't get rid of it i think uh I think these things are going to be built on over time, but it won't. It, it will be something different in another Pokemon game. Yeah, it's it's just added so much again to the social side of Pokemon that, like, especially the online portion. You know, there are a lot of people, obviously, with the friend safaris and stuff like that. People were talking about friend safaris that that feature's gone now. Yeah, you know? so that's the that's the thing with Pokemon. Like they implement they, something that's good. They do features and they. I guess they don't include them in uh, each Pokemon game because they want each Pokemon game to feel unique, have something different about it. Yeah, but some of those features are literally fantastic ideas that should remain implemented so yeah. people can keep playing them. Well, it's like an X and Y, the, uh, I forget the exact name of it, but the bottom screen, how it sort of had all your friends there, what they're doing. You can easily trade, battle with people. It was like a fantastic tool which made just everything in that game easy. One touch, bang, easy to do. And Sun and Moon, they got rid of it and they made it into the Festival Plaza, which was a place that you had to load into, physically run to, then activate it. It was yeah. just like completely backwards. And I never used it. I never went in there. And no, I never bothered. Yeah. Never mucked around with it because it was, it was over-designed. It was just... It wasn't good. No. Especially going from a tap on the bottom screen to like physically go here and do this. Um, yeah. it's they, they make some odd decisions yeah. as far as like some features they include and don't include. Uh, which I guess is a... I guess a bit of a segment to, uh, you know... We've been talking about the the cut of the Pokedex for, you know, <laughs> ages, all, yeah. all, all year <laughs> since E three. Unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, how do you feel about it after playing the games and seeing what's in there? What do you think? Well, are we in non spoiler territory here, or are we in spoiler territory? Well, I think we'll go non spoiler after this, unless the points you want to bring up are spoilers. Then we there can... will be points in there where there's spoilers. I feel like. I can't really talk about it without mentioning just some right. Pokemon that are not there, which will probably, you know... You reckon that will be a spoiler enough for people? Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are almost an hour in. So this is the point where spoilers are switched on. So right. if you are sort of yet to um, take in all the game you want <laughs> without uh, knowing any more, uh, pause now and come back to the podcast a bit later and... Uh, we're going to be going through you know, the actual story itself, the new Pokemon, and what you're going to be doing in the end game. Yep. So if you don't want to know that, come back to us later. So Bryce, the Pokedex, how do we feel, my friend? 400 Pokemon is abysmal. 
400 Pokemon is not enough. Um, it's just looking at it from a perspective of like, how are they going to stretch these games out? That's nearly a third of all Pokemon. So we're looking at some Pokemon not being in there for two whole games. With, you know, they'll probably be something as useless as, I don't know. Stunfisk. No, Stunfisk is in this one. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know. Dunsparce, I guess. You know, it could just oh, be... Stu- as, yes, yeah. could just be as something as useless as Dunsparce, you know, and it misses out for two games and gets to the next one. It's like, oh, well, it's just Dunsparce. But it could also be something that's big. And I feel like there's a lot of Pokemon that would have made a lot of sense and fit in this region, including some of my favourites, like Lilligant and Crocodile. <laughs> God, you beat their drum hard. <laughs> I do, because I love those Pokemon. Yeah. They're great. And they've got so many Pokemon in there that are similar, where it's just like, okay. And then when... In the case of Lilligan, it was like they have so many Pokemon that are like, oh, hey, here is um, the God. What was it? Well, they'll have the. Imagine you were like playing the old games. They had the split separates for the new generation, mm-hmm. like Rhianaclus and um, Gothitelle line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Version exclusives in like the games were introduced in. They are version yep. exclusive here, but Whimsicott is in this game. And its, ver- its version exclusive counterpart was Lilligant and it's not here. So how did they decide that? Mm. And, you know, instead they've got like a similar design Pokemon in Serena being there. How did how did they decide that over Lilligant? Mm. You know, I, 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 I don't get it. Yeah, it is unfortunate because they hit like a real nerve of you <laughs> missing they, that one. And There's heaps of Gen 5 Pokemon in there. I love Gen 5. It, they're missing so many good Gen 5 Pokemon. It's got the biggest percentage of a... It does. Each region. Yeah, it's got 53% but of... It's missing so many of the good ones. You know, like Scolipede oh, it's or got, it's Leave... Got, it's got Skork and Throw there. Oh, Karate Boys. That's the other thing. They've got Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Why are they there? Yeah, that's a good question. Why? Good question. I don't know. It's 36% of Pokemon all up in this one game. 36. That's... And to have something like Sork and Throw in there, but also have Tyrogue, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, and Hitmontop. Why the fuck are Sork and Throw in there? <laughs> why? I don't know. Like, I feel like <laughs> there's, it's a real disparity because it's like you've got that. Like, that's a whole group of fighting Pokemon that are similar in how they're designed. It's like, oh, they're just like solo off fighting types that do their thing you know and they have slight differences so Sork and Throw and Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan arguably Sork and Lee uh, Sork and Throw rather are less inspired but a little bit yeah <laughs> but then you've got Pokemon like again Whimsicott or whatever that doesn't have its counterpart but then the, I guess they just decided oh it's too similar to Serena because it's a sort of bipedal flower it's like Okay, but why the fuck did you put Sork and Throw in there? Why? Who the fuck's going to use Sork and Throw? There's so many good fighting Pokemon in this game. Why those two? Mm. You know, when you... I, I was expecting like 600, maybe, you know? I was expecting about that much too. Yeah, yep. or maybe even just half in general, a 50 split, just mm. so it's like, cool. Yeah, when I initially saw 400, I'm like, oh, that's even less than I thought. Um... I, throughout the year, we've had a lot, lot of time to sort of marinate on this. And at first, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Because my my initial problem wasn't 
oh no, I can't use my Porygon Z, which I would fucking love to use, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> um, that wasn't that wasn't the, the crutch of my problem. What really, just going back to X and Y and Sun and Moon, I was like, you know, there were, there were quotes from Amori saying that uh, the, that, you know, a lot of people didn't use a lot of the features that I, you know, I cared about. You know, the the, the big Pokemon fan, the Battle Frontier, the, the things that people spend time in with after the game. Um, you know, he said like a lot of people, you know, don't spend time on it, so we're not going to worry about it. Um, you know, that 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 is not his quote, but that is pretty much what he said. Um, and I'm like, so that's the idea of what Game Freak were going with going forward, and with the news of like the Pokemon are also cut, not just the features you want. I'm like, oh no, and that's that's where my sort of, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm going to say disappointment, definitely disappointment. Um, that's where my disappointment come from because this this is Pokemon Sword and Shield on Nintendo Switch, first console game from Game Freak. Um, you know what isn't? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wanted it to be a big, expansive game with all the bells and whistles, all the Pokemon, everything looking awesome, and. I was like, well, maybe this isn't it. Uh, but sort of getting time to, I guess, really think about it. And don't get me wrong. Obviously, still, I'll be like, I want all the Pokemon in there. Because especially now I'm in the end game. I'm like, all right, I want to get all my Pokemon. I want them to look awesome on the TV. I want to start doing raid battles with them. I want to do raid battles with them in it. I want to do all of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not what has happened. Um so we won't talk about the end game here, but I feel like um, just as far as that is the main bit I spend my time with in the Pokemon game after the story and with what they've um, done for competitive play, max raid battles and everything, I am happy with the end game for the first time in years with Pokemon. Yeah, I can agree with that, yeah. So I'm like, well, I've got that. Because if I if I still had bad post game and no Pokedex, then it'd be like, all right, these these this games were a, these games were a decent story, but now they've got no longevity at all. They've got less longevity than X and Y, which had no <laughs> longevity. Yeah. Um. So that's that's how I feel about it. It's not a good thing, but at the same time, the games probably did benefit from it. Just as far I would prefer Game Freak go to a a longer dev cycle so they can have the time to fit these things and polish everything right up but that wasn't the case for Sword and Shield and if they had to do that um, I'm I'm really happy with the product in the end but what I will say about sort of uh, when it comes to sort of competitive I was thinking about this I always go back to like Galarian wheezing with its ability uh, neutralizing gas if they had every single Pokemon in there um they would they wouldn't be able to do abilities like that like because of you know you've got Regigigas with its slow start ability um you've got uh slacking with its uh Traunt ability which uh, stop it attacking every second turn um with so many pokemon you're not i don't think they'll be, be able to do such out there in sort of creative abilities items moves etc i know that they you know, God forbid they could just uh, limit the amount of Pokemon you can use in competitive play, which they have done in Sun and Moon and that in the past, especially like the first year before Pokemon Bank come out. Um, 
but even then when they say you know you can't use those pokemon and they are there that's bad as well <laughs> but if i just want a really robust metagame to get involved with i haven't been involved in the pokemon metagame since you know really gen 4 um with heart gold soul silver because they were the last games with like a lot of end game to sort of get involved with yeah and i guess now we've now they've cut the pokedex right down it's like oh well i've got way less choice but i can't judge this yet but going forward i hope every single pokemon at least nearly all of them have a really unique role to play you've got you know galarian wheezing and wheezing's never had that much of a role to play he was just a pokemon in the background now he's brought to the forefront with his new form and you've got like a fair few pokemon with their like just new uses and all that because yeah, I think it, I think it boils down to there's 400 something Pokemon, but it works out to be about 150 fully evolved Pokemon. Yeah, um, and that's including like two evolutions for like one line and stuff, for example. So you know, it's not it's not like there's 400 Pokemon to choose from. There's about you know 150 so, which you can like, really look at because you're not going to be taking your first form evolution into a <laughs> competitive battle necessarily. Yeah. Unless it's Pikachu with a Light Ball, then uh, with a and you can Dynamax it. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if the light ball's in this game, actually. I assume it is. It is, um, yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel about it. I think it's just, you know, it, it, it's happened. This is what we're going to have to be put up with for at least the next Pokemon game because the po- Pokemon game coming out next year or the year after has been in development for two years <laughs> already. Mm. And they said this is what they're, do- they're going uh, forward with. Um, but as far as like what's happened online because of it, backlash people saying they're not buying the game which they probably did anyway because everyone's full of shit I don't feel I don't feel like it's worth not buying this game over no no yeah I don't agree um wait hang on no I agree rather sorry what I do worry about though is that I would like to see these changes reverted and they do something about it Mm. I don't think I don't think buying them is going to help the situation um, don't have like buying them or like because you're sending them the message like oh, you're sending fine. them the messages yeah oh it's fine it, it works mm. I, I look because I can't say anything about that I, I've bought three copies of the game I'll, I'll be a complete hypocrite if I say don't buy the game it, it is <laughs> extremely hard because I want to buy like I want to I want to say hey buy it because it's got some great features that will that I really want to stay and sit around Pokemon for the rest of time. Max raid battles are amazing. Great piece of content. But at the same time, it's like 36% of the Pokemon are there. And that, that to me is an abysmally small number. I, I would understand maybe, you know, 65% of Pokemon, I think. I think that is a far more acceptable acceptable number. Mm. Um, But it's not. Um, and I mean, this is where we're at now. You're right in in the context of like, if they did nothing with the end game, then it, I I probably wouldn't have bought it. I'll be honest. Um, but max raids have kept me in there, and they probably will still keep me in there. I'm interested. They've got me. I'll keep playing it. Um, but with that kind of that kind of cut that they had for the decks, it was so extreme that, that you know. It was that much. That's huge. Mm. 36, 36% of the original last seven... Well, the the last seven generations. That's it. And yeah. I feel like they need to up that number from that. 
because when they were talking about cutting the Pokedex, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I sort of understand if you cut out some of the stuff where it's just like, oh, just would not, could not find a place for it to fit. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, but that is such a small pool of Pokemon. And um, and that's also including like almost 100, well, 81 new Pokemon as well. That's 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 not including just 400 from almost 900. That's 300 from almost... 900 yeah exactly well. yeah. yeah um and it's uh it's it's always been riddled with excuse ever since it was announced and you know whether it had been models or competitive yeah. balancing or whatever a game freak employee said on twitter today made an official statement said they are the same models they are they've officially stated that now they're the same models slightly tweaked hmm. so yeah. That that is out in the air now. Yeah, and like as as far as the models go, like there's a company called Creatures which handles the Pokemon IP, all of like the the copyright for every single Pokemon, and they do the models. Um, they handle the models for the games. So there's like literally a company out there that works on that. Works on that. It's not yeah. just. It, it isn't just twelve people from Game Freak just slaving away. And if that is the case, that is not on. <laughs> they need to work yeah, that out. Slave labor. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something. Yeah. But, yeah. Because I would like, obviously, I would love a Pokemon game. You know, take five years to make it. Like, say, hey, guys, it's going to take a while. This is going to take a while. But we really want to create an awesome game. And, you know, they have made an awesome, awesome game. But, yeah, it's a, it's a glaring omission. Because, like, for me as well, growing up with the series, it's a little bit immersion-breaking when it's like, Pokemon just don't exist. Yeah. not They just don't exist. So. Or they exist on t-shirts, but not in the game. Yeah, what the hell? Poliwell? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Poliwag on a t-shirt I saw. Poliwag on a t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, is he even in the game? I don't think he is. <laughs> no, it's not in the game. They don't even think there, did they? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just the little things like that where it's just like, cool. <laughs> Mm. Kind of just adds insult to injury. I yeah. bought that shirt just for the irony. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess I guess it is it is a little bit hurtful for me. I I, I do feel like having half decent end game has softened the blow, but yeah, until I actually start building competitive teams and see how much is actually worth my time in using. I think it's still very much worth your time. Um, no, 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 not the not the team building aspect, but what Pokemon are worth my time. Ah, uh, right. Like, if they're saying, like, their other excuse was viability, like, we want to make things more viable. It's mm. like, okay, so you've cut down to 400 Pokemon now, it better be pretty freaking viable. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And we're not going to know. It's been the first weekend. You know, we've got, you know, people like A-Drive and um, people that have been in competitive Pokemon for ages, even they're not going to be like, no, everything straight away. It's going to take months to work out what works, and the meta is going to move and move as well. But I guess the uh, sort of the way I might see it is, it works. It it'll be like a season of competitive Pokemon that you know for the for a year or two until the next game comes out. This is the set we're working with. The meta is going to change hopefully throughout the years, and then a new Pokemon game comes out. New Pokemon, new set of Pokemon. You know, old Pokemon have been buffed, changed, and sort of a new set of Pokemon within that region to sort of work with. Um, I think that could be quite fun. And that's, uh, you know, that's devil's advocate. That's look, that's you know, actively looking for a positive, having mm. it cut down. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be... If if we, want to, if we want to still enjoy these games, we can't just... We're not going to be able to dwell on the fact. We, you and I, cannot change Game Freak's mind. 
no we can't do it if we want to enjoy these games we got to sort of look for the positives in a cut decks and that is the positive that will be the positive the other positive is that these games sort of when you start off you get access to a huge amount of pokemon straight away as well you do yeah and each route is just full of different pokemon say you know go through ruby and sapphire whatever like the first few routes it's all the same and it like gradually changes as you go on this one there's something new around every corner yeah and that's another positive to it as well mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's so we've been saying all year well we're not going to judge it until we play it and I there think, it is. <laughs> I, I think it turns out to be what I expected. Just like you know, it's a downer, but it is what it is, and you know, they're still they are still good games at the end. But just yeah, like you said before, like imagine if those if they spend a long time, um, the graphics are just really nice. Don't have to be the most impressive graphics in the world, but just nice, nicely polished, bright, pretty. Uh, all the Pokemon on there, nicely modeled and animated. Uh, there's it's like a big huge battle facility battle frontier mm-hmm. like if it, if, if it was all just there that is and i don't feel like that's i don't understand why that's so much of a stretch <laughs> to ask for as well yeah oh yeah i feel like you know there are game companies just making absolutely nuts things and even just like on its on its own home console because mm. like yeah. breath of the wild like we yeah like say say you know the pokemon rpg say they didn't make that much money um, but even with like everything going around at Pokemon Go, the anime, the card game, just yeah. please, <laughs> what, what whatever you're, uh, just allow more time and make it make yeah. it a, make it a system seller. Well, it is a system seller. It's a Pokemon Sword, but no, like a, a system seller, like, like a real one for everyone. A real one for everyone. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, true. Because like Breath of the Wild, for example, that you know, Zelda wasn't everyone's cup of tea. People were like, ah, oh, I don't play Zelda. I played Ocarina of Time. Didn't yeah. like it. Breath of the Wild really turned heads. It did. It really turned heads. People that didn't play Nintendo, you know, that that got people to buy Switches. Yeah. And Zelda has never done that for years. Maybe Ocarina of Time back in the day. Maybe you know Link's no, Link to the Past. Like way back then when Zelda was really doing new things. Yeah. And it started doing that again. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe Pokemon doesn't do that, but it's also one of the series that takes it the safest. And I'm not. I'm not one of these people that. I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, <laughs> I find a turn-based game so boring. I just want it to be like a third-person action game. I'm like, no, that is not Pokemon. <laughs> Look, I'll lend the game credit where credit is due. Um, my partner has not played a Pokemon game since Yellow. Mm. She wanted to give it a crack last night with my daughter. And she ended up just getting hooked in herself and kept playing. Now I haven't had my Switch all day. <laughs> She's been playing. And that's good because, you know, that's that's sort of like, well, you're enjoying it. And it's very sort of like, I don't have to be there and explain everything. I did a little bit to begin with. But it's just like, if a move is super effective, it tells you. And just like the little beginner things like that, that's all good features. Mm. It's sort of the thing you can turn off though. Like you could just go into the settings and go, no, I don't want this. Or, you know... All that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, difficulty level. Do you want to play a more difficult route? Are you a veteran to Pokemon? Yes. Okay. So, the, the Pokemon will be a couple levels higher and you'll be gated a little bit of XP or something like that. And then just sort of push on push on past that. Like, Pokemon has the power to do that, to be open to literally everyone. Mm. And um, it has the power to have so much content in it that it could just be a literal theme park of like I guess attractions mm. 
Yeah, I, I guess that this isn't this is we're not really going into the spoilers that much, <laughs> but uh, going back to the wild area, so you know we really enjoyed that and being able to freely move the camera in that, and we actually hadn't touched this. You talked about the routes, mm. uh, you weren't actually a big fan of the routes no. necessarily. Um, where's I, I was fine with them, but um, I want to hear your point first. Okay, so, um, like I know I know that we've been slowly weaning off stuff like HMs and all that for the last generation or so and all that but the thing is is the wild area is really good as an open space but there's not much there in terms of like if I want to make a self-discovery um, like oh hey look there's an evolution item up here or whatever it may be that doesn't exist here like at all um, the wild area is just meant to be open and free and do whatever you will whatever it may be but these routes are very very shallow like the routes in between towns and cities are very shallow and they're very short routes in previous Pokemon games it's like you know oh well you've got a HM you can climb up this thing and look hey there's there's a patch of grass where you can encounter a specific specific Pokemon you couldn't before or hey look there's an evolution item up here that will might come useful you, to you down the line or a really powerful TM or whatever it may be just stuff like that I think is like enough in saying of its own of like there's none of that in these routes. It's just like, hey, look, there's a trainer. There's a couple patches of grass. There might be an item here. Cool. Move on. You do that in like literally two and a half minutes. It's like, great, you're in the next town. It's like, okay, so the traversal is just not there. Um, it's very, very shallow. It's good if you just want to rush it and you just want to get past it. I'm like, cool. In There were times where I was just like, yeah, okay, good. Oh, I, I don't want to have to fucking doodle around or whatever it may be. But it does take a sense of like just think about think about it in old Pokemon games where being with your Pokemon was part of the journey um, mm. of you know cutting down bushes using strength rock climb surf waterfall whatever it may be your team was the mode of transport the traversal that would get you through these routes and into higher places newer things there's none of that now all of it has been delegated to the road on bike in the wild area and it's literally just hey you can either move faster or you can go on water mm-hmm. um, the taxi is a fucking brilliant idea um, I don't disagree with that because it's just hey quick traversal done and you can do it immediately and it's fantastic just with your map easy it's awesome. great yeah. I think that is fantastic no animation yeah. loads really quick yep yeah, and people were that was another component of people oh there's no fly animation but actually using it in games like that is fantastic why do you want to see that animation that takes 15 seconds every time yeah I mean I don't agree with that it, it, it is literally just just fast, fast. travel me please yeah. I, I want to go to the town I don't want to watch me get my ball out jump on a bird and that's off. right yeah but taking out some of those areas like just think of um, uh, what was it called Media Falls and Ruby Sapphire Emerald how like you travel up a waterfall or whatever and all of a sudden you're in an area where there's a pseudo legendary mm. where a pseudo legendary spawns Bagon it's yeah. just like cool there's not really anything like that in this game where it's just like it feels like those caves or anything like that are special and provide something special for you they don't do that yeah. they're just an in between of hey go here mm. and yeah, yeah it, it, I guess it's just it, take, it takes away it's not fun uh, to travel through them if you're looking for just something to do I feel like the wild area is empty enough in, in some regards where it's like 
hey look you've walked to this bush hey look there's a pokemon or hey look you see the sparkling sparkling thing that's what's great about the wild area it, it just constantly refreshes different pokemon different items dropped on the ground all that stuff and you're it's always sort of, saying something like exciting that's right whether it's like picking up an evolution stone like, oh thank god yeah i needed this or oh what the hell's that oh, i want to catch that yeah but it, it's it's almost it's almost the same in the routes but the routes are skinny little roads that last two minutes it's almost almost like they shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, like th- thinking about it, you don't have those areas to come back to, like unlock, which you did in previous games with HMs or even in Sun and Moon, where you know. Actually, you- that's a good point. <laughs> it feels like they're not relevant after the first time you've you've walked through them. No, they probably aren't unless you want a Pokemon there. Uh, I guess me initially playing them, like you know, I like Pokemon being Pokemon. I'm not. Yeah, like I said before, I'm not one of these people who want it to drastically change at least at least not right now um so when i was going through i was just like the discovery was pretty much like what's in the grass and what's popping out so every through every route i was catching trying to catch as many pokemon as possible and i did that too yeah and i feel like for me i was getting enough satisfaction just from the amount of pokemon in each route just to discover so it wasn't necessarily like oh what's behind that bush cut get through it and that's what you know satisfies me getting that item on the other side of the bush i was just getting satisfied from just progressing forward catching the pokemon um but there is definitely room for improvement as far as like sort of getting the wild area mechanics you know into a full game mm, yeah because i did like after like big sessions in the wild area i go to a town to go to the pokemon center get some more pokeballs and that and i find myself like using the right stick i'm like oh yeah right i can't control the camera <laughs> here um and it feels after after doing that for a while it feels like you should be able to yeah yeah so it is a bit jarring sort of like spending a lot of time in the wild area than going to a town yeah yeah um, that's right but yeah w- what you're saying is you know definitely definitely right but I don't I didn't feel like they were bad or they were I mean we're busier of... people nowadays though like I feel like cutting out that type of thing is more of a convenience yeah. to us than it is a hindrance yeah and yeah as far as the HMs HMs can burn in hell <laughs> I I'm not saying I'm not saying bring back HMs. I'm just saying having a Pokemon that's relevant to the activity that you're trying to do, like a water Pokemon for surf. So did you you liked it in Sun and Moon? You know you got Charizard for Fly, you got uh, Tauros for Oh Pokerod, hell no, <laughs> not Pokerod. But you got the Pokemon there, which is relevant to what you're doing, which is yeah, what I think you're saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that like you have to lock HMs behind gym badges and all that. I'm just saying like you maybe want a, you want a bit more character in the moves. Yeah, yeah. Just like just something in the route that makes you go, "Hey, look, this kind of feels like you know." Hmm. No, I, I should just be able to do something here. I didn't mind it just being super streamlined, just as your bike, make it real easy to you know, get where you're going. Because this is the first game where I played through the game without a water Pokemon. I've always had a water Pokemon because you've always needed Surf, and you know water water's my favorite type so i always go for a water type anyway but the way it ended up i just like i was catching pokemon and i ended up with six i liked i'm like cool this is my team and you know one was a rock water one was a grass the other one was electric um i got a normal dark and like just none of them worked out to be the type of pokemon that can learn any water attacks i had no water coverage at all you know going through the game i wasn't too worried about that but um it was nice just not having to be like, all right, I've got to get rid of get run of get rid of one of these because I need the surf. Okay, okay. HMs aside, then HMs aside, then and specific Pokemon typing aside and all that shit, right? What about 
literally just having to go out of your way. I'm not saying it has to be HM gated or whatever it may be. Just going out of your way to find something unique. There was not a lot of that. In routes. In routes. There was not a lot of that. There was like, you know, this is this is straight ahead. Then there's a little path to the left. Do you want to go down there? Yeah, you walk down there. Click on the Pokeball. Go back out. Keep going on your day. There that, was yeah. That's as far as it went. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like, hey, you were rewarded just aesthetically of like you could go up this path and then you could get like a really awesome view of something and an item and just be like, oh, that's cool. You know, it was just kind of like, here's a dead end of a cave or, you know, here's, here's where a bush is and there is an item next to the bush. It's like, yay. Mm. I feel like you can show off so much of a region in and especially just looking at past Pokemon games, you can sh- show so much of a region just from perspective Yeah, and it just didn't happen. You know, it's just like, hey, look, there's a, there's a path that goes left. It's got a poke ball at the end of it. But that's all that's there. So it's just like, and sometimes because of, uh, as much as I enjoy, like how a lot of the items that are necessary for evolving Pokemon and all that shit, I, I like how it's very obtainable in these games. But there's just nothing that, like, if I want to go down that path and pick that that item up, it might be three special attacks. It's like. Uh, X specials. It's like great. So why do I bother? Mm. I didn't. I saw a TM. I saw a TM near um, the uh, the town with the fighting gym. Side on C. You know what I'm like names. I forget them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't. Remember I can't, I can't remember it exactly. <laughs> but it's it's the one where like you do your fossils and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was a TM. I literally looked at it from a different angle, and I'm like. I can't be fucked because <laughs> I know I'm going to go up there I'm going to have to battle a trainer and that trainer is just going to negate me from getting that TM and I'm just like and that TM is probably not that useful and surely enough it was Dig hooray <laughs> I, I had no motivation to go get it I was not interested in what it was see, see I'm, all, all. I'm always drawn for the TMs because whether it's a useless TM or not I just want to complete TM and, list and I understand that but most TMs in this game are useless most of the good moves aren't delegated to TRs yeah which is a good thing which yeah. is a new mechanic yeah but um, I think that's and I like I do I think that's great but at the same time it just makes my sense of like looking at that thing and being like it's probably just fucking just fucking just fucking <laughs> Thunder Wave or some shit that I don't particularly need it's like alright I don't care well, to be fair Thunder Wave is really good it is really good but then you've got <laughs> Nuzzle which you use religiously, yeah. so you can't tell me that you don't have something better in the wing. Nuzzle's great. I use it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, well, cool. You know, it didn't really give me that sense of like, I really want to go over there and see what the hell that is, which is something that most Pokemon games do for me. This one did not do it in the routes at all. Wild Pokemon in the wild area do it for me. Hmm. Not items in the routes or anything like that, because it's just... Most of the time I pick them up, it's just something I could buy at a literal Pokemon. Mm. So, do you feel like this is a part of uh, Pokemon's archaic uh, you know, design that you want to see gone? Like, you know, obviously, we've had that since the Game Boy days, going down, you know, paths, next town, you know, keep going around the region like that. We've been doing that for ages, and, you know, 2019, we're still doing that. But we do now have a taste of what Game Freak's version of what a semi open world is like. Do you feel like that's just like being given something that's more appealing and be like, all right, no, don't want this anymore. Do you feel like... I feel like you could build an entire region like you could a Skyrim map, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, 
just have like there's a mountainous area you've got to get through the mountainous area sure there might still be loading screens i'm not saying that it does it like no loading screens because i don't like them you could still have that but like you could have like a big area and it just connects everything yeah i guess like you know it's pretty i imagine if if the next generation or so if they really take sort of the 3d camera and making a full 3d pokemon game into consideration i just imagine it's something like dragon quest 11 to be honest yeah dragon quest 11 is pretty much what i would imagine the next step to be for pokemon yeah it's like you know pretty similar turn-based things enemies in the overworld run into them initiate a battle and it looks awesome Mm. like it, it it is literally kind of embarrassing when you sit there and compare dragon age 11 Dragon Quest. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was thinking about the. I was speak, thinking about medieval games in my head, and Dragon Age came in my head. <laughs> um, Dragon Quest Eleven. If, it's embarrassing when you compare Dragon Quest Eleven and then Pokemon together and see like the absolute glaring differences in just how well designed their typical RPG world is. And a lot of people point out, you know, there's 900 plus unique enemy models in in Dragon Quest Eleven. Is there? there is so Pokemon's like there's too many of them we're cutting them it's like mm. okay yeah Dragon Quest 11 did take years to develop it which, certainly did which un- yeah, which unfortunately Game Freak didn't get for this game and that's you know I, I understand that but at the same time like we, we are blaming Game Freak a lot but I do feel like we need to blame the people who are like on the console now you know hmm we we need to talk about the people that are like, hey, we get it. You need money. You need revenue. Biggest biggest franchise and the media franchise in the world, billions of dollars. It's like, yeah, we get it. You you need more money. It's like, all right, how about you try, you know, bringing more people in with something better instead of getting people to exit, because there is a time where Pokemon's going to phase pretty well down because people are going to stop caring if they keep cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. I don't feel like they can grip people if they just keep cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and trying to like, you know, push out mm. half it, a product. I will be interested to see what the general consensus of people is like, you know, after a couple of months from people like you and I. You know, there's there's, there's a lot of people coming back to Pokemon, you know, after years of not playing them because it's on Switch now and it's a lot more appealing system, a lot more appealing graphic-wise and everything. And people are just interested in playing it. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, so we've dabbled enough on that yep that was the more negative aspects of it I feel um, but it had to be said <laughs> I sort of I, I do find it hard talking about it but because at the end of the day it sounds so look my TLDR because I was probably the most ne- negative in that is um, my TLDR is I love the wild area and I love what it's doing for Pokemon I hope it never goes away um, and I guess they they kind of expect you for your freedom in the wild area and then your routes in for the hey go to the next town and like I get it but a lot of the magic of Pokemon was seeing a whole lot of unique areas mm. rather than just hey there's one big unique area and here's like a tunnel mm. every time you want to go to a new city I think that is literally just my gripe with it I feel like you gotta do one or the other you gotta have really nice routes or you gotta have a big open area where you can move between places to really get the best of the best of it 
rather than sort of just shortcoming on one and really placing all your faith in the other in putting it in the same game. I mean, with a taste of the wild area now, imagine like, you know, you're in, say, the desert area of the wild area, you're catching Pokemon and you sort of like wander off and you sort of like see in the distance there's a town. Yeah. And seamlessly like, like Breath of the Wild or Skyrim or many games that have done it. Dragon, Over the last decade and a half. Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Another comparison. like Just like the thrill of seeing the town and getting there yeah. and like meeting people all seamless without having to go up the stairs and load again. That's right. Be awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's yeah. just, it's it's starting. And like, of course, of course, I want that as well. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I didn't notice it as much. I was like, oh, I'm having fun. <laughs> Come through it. Yeah. Catching Pokemon. And I think that Pokemon was the thing too, because I was having fun too, but I just think I just realized after going out for the like route six, I was just like, man, these are really nothing. Mm. <laughs> you know? You know, I did notice at the first couple routes. It's when I got to about route six, I'm like, okay, I get it. Another another straight walk to the next part. Yeah, hmm. but yeah. Anyway, all right. So about half an hour after we said spoilers, which we didn't really spoil much. <laughs> um, let's talk about the story. So I think for the most part, the story is pretty straightforward. You know, going throughout it, um, then it's all of the major points are sort of in the back half. So I don't know if you want to talk through the main story itself um, until we just want to jump to the end or what I think we I think we kind of kind of touched on it in the um, non-spoiler discussion it is it is very much a Pokemon journey um, and they really emphasize the gym challenge and I think it is brilliant and I think they do it extremely well and I think it's like a huge a huge thing to be like, hey, look, it's me bun- plus a bunch of other trainers aiming for this goal of having the opportunity to fight the champion. Mm. And I think that's great. Um, I think it's very well done in that regard. Um, and that's what it is most of the game. It is It is literally the later half where I'm just like, that's a bit rough. But obviously you enjoyed the entry half as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um yeah. Because like it didn't take away from you just wanting to fuck around in, in the open area, mm. the wild area. No, it didn't. No, and it just uh, it made it just all about you catching and uh, training Pokemon, which yeah. is which is the main thing I want to do. Yeah, 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 it's Pokemon. Yeah, it's Pokemon. It's what you do. So yeah, going through it, you don't really get any of the. Uh, other story you know you're going through it and you know Sonya's talking to you about sort of the legend of what's going on with the the two brothers with the sword and the shield that you know saved saved the day from the darkest days um, thousands of years ago and it's sort of like it's intriguing you throughout the uh, sort of story you mentioned before that you sort of like ah oh, you know it's kind of weird but it's just there throughout the story I, I quite liked it it's just like a little bit of dialogue here and there and it's sprinkled and like I liked I liked the concept in general that's the thing um, is it was a break off from the gym challenge and it gave me something to think about yeah you're just like thinking about it as you're going through like oh this is other thing and you know what the box legendaries on the front have in relevance to a sword and a shield like oh are they are they the boys are you know, yeah. sort of like thinking yeah yeah it's uh you know, and it's and it's leading up to something, and it's about like the whole mysteries of the Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing, and I'm like, cool. But every time, every time it happens after a gym, it's just like, just tell me more more <laughs> info about the darkest day. But it's still not very elaborate. And then it's like, okay, 
More info about the darkest day after the next gym. It's still not really elaborate. Okay. And then it builds all the way up to the end. Yeah, so you get all the badges and then... It's like you get the eighth badge. You're like, oh, nothing's... Nothing's, nothing's happened. fucking happened nothing, yet. Nothing's happened yet. And when you go into the, the Pokemon League and do the first two battles, you're like, all right, this isn't like the actual league. Something's got to happen. Funnily enough, it does. And we actually we actually haven't talked about uh, Chairman Rose yet. Probably for very good reason. <laughs> Fuck, um, he was a shit character. You reckon? Okay. Um, not... Uh, not I okay. Thought, uh, sorry, I don't have much to say, but I liked him throughout the story. He was just like a friendly He was a, a good character. presence. What What was shit about him was that they dumpstered him as the bad guy in the last hour and a half. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Like, the, the thing is, this is where I have the problem, is like, it did intrigue me. The gym challenge was fucking fantastic and it had so much flavour and it was beautiful. The Darkest Day intrigued me. And that was awesome. But then you get all the way to the end. It seems like Tr- Chairman Rose is this good guy pretty much all the way through. And like, you know, speculation throughout the whole year. We're like, that guy's going to be bad. Yeah. And, <laughs> like the thing is, just like his motivations in the end is he wasn't even bad. He just, he just wanted to apparently save the planet from something that's happening a thousand futures from a thousand years in the future from now. Mm. It's like, okay, so you're an environmentalist. It's like, cool. Uh, I can go for that. But why in the last hour and a half? You fucking dumpstering me. See, this, yeah, sorry, go on. Just before I get, just before I'm about to fight Leon, you're dumpstering me with a legendary that you've w- fucking woken up. <laughs> you're fucking woken up. You're fucking woken up. Put it at the top of your tower, and you're expecting Leon to catch it just so it does doesn't fucking ruin everything. It's like you're just dumpstering me with that in the last hour. See what? See, I I understand those gripes, but. What I liked about it being in the last hour and a half of the game is that it wasn't in the last five hours of the game <laughs> compared to past Pokemon games. I get it, but... It draws it draws it out in the middle and it just like... Think, it's, it's always the part of the game where you're like, all right, got to go through this bullshit. But just think about it for a second. What do, what was fucking good about Sun and Moon's plotline? Fuck all. Yeah, right? I, was about, I was trying to think of something. They yeah. dumped the Aether Foundation as the bad guys in the last fucking couple of hours. They're like, oh, all of a sudden the Aether Foundation's bad guys. You get to the last hour and a half in this. I guess, I guess technically, but and it, they're like, they made it that obvious in Sun and Moon. But it was like, nah, okay, they do. But in this, <laughs> in this, in this, it was like you get to the last hour and a half. It's like all of those fucking guys that stand out front of the fucking gym doors are all of a sudden a team called. I can't even remember it, now. It's only the one with the black glasses. No, 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 it's not. It's all of them. They've got shirts underneath and they unbutton them. You see them. They're all a part of it. They're all named a team name. No, one of them came up to us and said, you know, we're not all like this when it was over. They are not all like this, but most of them fucking were, obviously. It's the, one with the, it's the ones with the black glasses. <sighs> the one you have to find. Yeah, they, weren't, they weren't all bad, bros. They Don't, were. You but, had to fucking verse them in the last hour and a half. <laughs> And they're like, they're named a name that you didn't see throughout the entire fucking game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, because uh, they just revealed... Yeah. yeah the it, last hour and a half! Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a really uh, quite quite odd... Um, it's exactly what happened with the fucking Aether Foundation. And now I know why all those leakers were like, oh yeah, well it carries on a lot of shit from Sun and Moon. Because it's exactly the same. Except it's arguably... I would say it's probably worse... <laughs> I love the gym challenges all the way up. Uh, way up. I love the Darkest Day better than I lo- and Gigantamaxing better than I did Ultra Wormholes. I enjoyed those concepts far better. But you get to the end of it, they're like, he's like, 
I had people collecting these stones for me the entire time so I could wake up a Pokemon that's the the physical form of Dynamax energy. It's like, cool, what are you doing that for? It's like, to save the planet in a thousand years. What? Why? And Leon's just like, come on, man. Can we just do the... Can we just do the... The, the the final now like, yeah and then I'll, we'll, we'll do, do it, it afterwards we'll do it afterwards he's like no I gotta do it now <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck his entire character was ruined by that yeah, yeah it was entirely ruined by that and then the worst part is you beat him you catch a turn at us and then he's just never there again you know, he, he doesn't get arrested and put into jail like he probably should be. You get no closure. <laughs> you get no closure at all. What the fuck? Uh, you had all this good setup of like having the gym challenge and the hype around it and all this lore around the darkest day and it just goes to fucking shit right at the end because they just want to put Zashian and Zamazenta, the rusty sword and shield, the, the culmination of the brothers, the Eternatus. You hear him by name and it's like, I've awoken Eternatus and then five minutes later you're versing him. It's like, what the fuck is an Eternatus? You didn't tell me about that the entire game. Yeah. What? Because uh, I, I knew what Eternatus... I, I knew it by name because of the leaks. So and, yeah, so did I. And everything. But I didn't actually see it. I didn't know what it looked like. I did. And, you know, I thought it was going to be like, you know, I thought it was going to be like something standing on two legs, like a giant. I, yeah. No, um... What's this? I... You know Zygarde's final form? Yeah. I kind of imagined it something like that. Yeah. Kind of. Like, you know, like... Kind a, of like... A big ne- giant... Necrozma as like, well. Like yeah. a giant Pokemon that is creating Dynamaxing. But instead it was just like a, a polygon A giant dragon. snake. Yeah. I'm like, huh. That is not what I was expecting at all. And it was interesting that before you finish the game, that is the Pokemon you catch. You, I was expecting like, oh, you know, you catch like Zamazenta or Zacian. And it means there's going to be no third versions, though. Uh, second versions, though. That's that's guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully. Well, I won't get into it into it too much here, but hopefully we see like just a sequel, like Black Black and White Two. That'd that, be nice. That would be awesome. And if if it's improved, then even better. But, just yeah, yeah. It, it would be way better if the story just like Chairman Rose come out. Congratulations, uh, for getting to this point. I want to see a good battle. And there's like an epic battle with uh, Leon. And he comes out and says, congratulations, here's your medal, awesome job. And the game finishes. That did not have to be in there. It no. just, there, there, there always has to be like, oh, here's the bad guy. Like, we don't need that. I'm, I'm, I'm completing, the, I'm getting eight badges. I'm going to be the champion. I'm going to complete, going to complete my Pokedex. I'm going to get all my curries in my curry decks. I'm going to get all the TMs. I don't have to beat a big evil man. <laughs> no. But the thing is, is like with Sun and Moon, something that I I praise very highly is Team Skull because they're done really well. Mm. We haven't talked about Team Yellow, have we? No, we haven't, but we will because yeah. they're very much part of the plot here. Anyway, um, I talk about Team Skull because Team Skull is a great way to do a team without making them the awful fucking bad guys that they apparently need to be to be in a Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. They, they're, just, they're just hooligans. They're just ruffians. They're just outcasts that want to be heard. And, you know, Team Yell's sort of similar. It's like, we represent a town that's very run down. It's not a great place. But we have some. We have a couple, couple of people that we covet. And we put them above anyone else. And we want to see them succeed. So they support Marnie and um, Pierce. Hmm. They, they support them with all their heart. And that's what they want to do. So that's why they're trying to hinder you. And Marnie's just like, stop doing it. And Pierce was I a great character do- too. I fucking love Pierce. Yeah. He was great. <laughs> 
awesome character. And then, like, you know, that's what the evil teams have come to be. And then they've put these backseat good guys as the bad guys. Yeah, it's been the last two generations where... You know, we saw them just like, oh, we're the bad guys. And especially in Sun and Moon when the first cut scene was... Like, made oh, it, you're clearly the bad guy. Like, you make it blatantly obvious. Like, okay, well, yeah. I'm expecting a turn. And when they're talking to you, like, oh, yeah, hey, Drewby, here you go. It's like, dude, don't even talk to me. I know you're going to be the bad guy. And it's like, yeah, no, we were. And we just want to unleash hell on yeah. Earth. Oh, okay. And, I mean, they <laughs> they almost did the same thing here. It's kind of just like... Beads, beads like I'm collecting wishing stars for for Chairman Rose like from the first moment you met him it's like okay so our suspicions are probably true he's probably using those to do something fucking stupid but I feel like there could have just been that build up that just is non-existent here yeah, yeah. No. you get you get right to the end the champion battle the most important part and hey look they sort of did this in black and white as well but it was done in such a better way oh yeah that was done way better that and, was done far better and that was done for the first time that's right. In the in the series as well. That's right. It was done far better back then. And again, first time in series, they took over the Elite Four. You had to verse in there. And that was the only time you did it. Once you went back there, you could just verse the normal Elite Four and just have a fun time. You know, that was what was good about that. But in here, it's just like you get to the champion battle, the literal last battle you have to do. And he's just like, I'm just going to fuck up everything because I can't wait an extra 12 hours. Especially since we know that's going to happen. Like he mutters it under his breath when Leon and the character leave the room in the first place like oh yeah you know I forgot what he says now but it's like you know you wait for tomorrow you're like alright so now you're just watching this cutscene to a battle that you know is going to be interrupted <laughs> yeah so okay you just it abs- yeah. like because I liked I liked Rose I thought Chairman Rose was a good character he was just walking around being a dopey mm. ass and he's in disguise he's got this big gut and he's in his shorts yeah that's great wasn't it <laughs> I love that so yeah. great I, I, I like it and I think the characters are alright and I think like having this person who's like the overseer of everything yeah that's really you know? cool it's it's great and like the thing is is when you dumpster this in an hour and a half these characters just lose everything that was good about them during during the entire game all of a sudden chairman rose is obsessed with doing this within the next 12 hours it has to be done now otherwise i'm gonna be very angry (laughs) yeah yeah and then oliana (laughs) oliana you you talk to her all the time she's always had this blank expression on her face and all of a sudden for one battle she turns into fucking an insane chipmunk or some shit where she's the grumpy look on her face really really angry this is the secretary yeah and she had she had no reason (laughs) she had fucking no reason at all and then all of a sudden the next day you go back and it's just like oh no the door's locked please challenger help me get in there it's like you just tried to kill me (laughs) why it it is it is like been a really good lead up like all the way to the end and then the last two hours it just dumpsters it. Hmm. It it's like they didn't have enough time <laughs> to say right let's flesh this out and make it fit all the way through the story. They're just like just fucking make him evil at the end, and that's exactly what they did in Sun and Moon. Yeah, it was funny too. Like at least in Sun and Moon, it's like oh, like just say you're say you just missed all the cues. It's like oh you are evil. Oh no, I better stop you from opening all these wormholes. That's pretty bad. And like you're really interested in seeing all the ultra beasts. Oh, that's yeah, that's worrying. This one's just like, I want to stop this thing. It's like, why? Just let it go, man. It's fine. It's like, no! It's like, <laughs> no, 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 dude. Like seriously, there's a tournament on. We're gonna, we've been, we've been working up to this all year, man. It's like, no, it has to be now. It, it's not gonna hit for another thousand years, man. No, it has to be now, mate. All right. Yeah. Like fuck, man. But I, I guess the idea that you know. He was the 
the person who's like responsible for the power plant supplying the region with all its electricity and i guess his character was like he really really did care about gala he obviously did and his care sort of ate him up and like made him like say i care so much and i want to protect it forever but um in the end you know it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> he, he just, yeah, that's the thing, though. He's, he's, he, get, he gets built up as this person that's done all these good things for Galar all the way out to the end. And then he gets dumpstered as a bad guy at the end, but not in a positive way of, like, he's been doing all these things in the background since the start, even, said, though, even though he sort of has. But the only implication you've ever gotten that he was doing that is Beats like, I need wishing stars. You're like, what the fuck do you need them for? That's Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck do you need to give them to Chairman Rose for? And it's the only thing that's said. There's no... Creeping, looming suspicion. Is he doing some Max Raid battles? What's he up to? Like- yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's no creeping, looming suspicion. They could have had, like, the gym trainers doing shady things in the background during the story, and they weren't. You know, the guys who were fucking overseeing the thing, they're all like, look at me, I'm from the whatever the fuck it was called corporation. Don't know, because we had three battles with them, and their taglines mean nothing to me if I see them three times, and I never hear about them for the entire story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but at the same time, I'm like, well, they condensed it all to an hour and a half or an hour or however long it was, and it didn't. they didn't stretch it out like they did in other games. Like, I, I know that is a really weak <laughs> crit- but, criticism to but, give. But the but, thing is, is they stretched out one thing. Why didn't they just put that in with that thing? You know, you, ha- you finished it. <laughs> well, you finished the gym, and then you would talk to Sonya, and she would tell you about the Legend of the Hero some more. And the darkest day, you know? So it's not like they weren't doing it the entire story. They were doing it with something completely different. And, like, it kind of kept our attention. But at the same time, there was nothing in the... the They tried to allude to it that something shady was going on. But the only thing that would allude to it was like, I need to collect wishing stars for Chairman Rose. It's like, cool, why? (laughs) There wasn't anything to be like, oh, look, he could be doing something shady. Hmm. It was just like, I just need to collect these. I don't know why. He doesn't give you any specific reason why or what he's doing it for. And do you find out why he, Chairman Rose, chose Bede for the gym challenge? Do you find out why? No. Yeah. He just he just gets to, what what is it, the sixth gym? And then all of a sudden he's abandoned by him. Yeah, because he... Uh, because he destroyed the... Destroyed the mural. The mural, yeah. And all of a sudden he doesn't care about, uh, care about collecting wishing stars anymore. He just wants to be the fucking fairy type gym leader. It's like, cool. It gets taken. I quite liked. I really liked that sort of arc. I did too because it was, it was funny. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before we go into that, we'll just finish this though. But yeah, yeah. It was just. Uh, it, it it was a mess, but at the same time, I I didn't have high expectations for like this aspect of the story necessarily. Oh, I just feel like it could have been done. Better. You know, going back to X and Y, you know, <laughs> your Evatel or Exernius. Like, I don't know anything about these things. They're just in an, a test tube. And you go and catch it. What is it with the three D? <laughs> what is it with the three D Pokemon games where they've just lost like end game content and like story motivation? I don't know. Yeah, that, that's... It, it's just the three D games. Mm. It's just completely gone out the window, and they don't they don't flesh it anymore. No, yeah, yeah. That's always been. I will argue. A, yes, a the story criticism. the story probably is a little bit better than what fucking Sun and Moon and X and Y were, but that last two hours completely dumpstered the rest of it for me. I'm like. Could have just left it, guys, really. Yeah. For me, it was like, all right, got eight badges. Go and do the couple of battles. You're like, oh, all right, let's go and do some busy work. All right, now it's champion, finish the game. The only satisfying thing about finishing the game was getting into that, post, that post-game that post story 
and saying fucking Swordbert's hair. <laughs> fucking flop around. It's <laughs> the fucking best part about it was seeing these two idiots with fucking sword and shield hair and they're Got just that, fucking yeah. flopping around. Mm. It was like the only fucking good thing about it. And it was it was such a relief because it was like, it's not another Lucas story. <gasps> oh my God. Christ. We're, we're worried about that because since, uh, was it Gen 4, every post game's like, oh, I'm Luca. I'm a detective from another region investigating <laughs> something. And that in Darwin and Pell, that was cool. Like, oh, you know, he's from he's he's come from Holland. That's really cool. Because like back then, like they barely talked about each other's region. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Then, uh, yeah, <laughs> black and white. Oh, he's back again. <laughs> uh, X and Y, literally the only thing to do after the game. Ah, oh, he's back again. That was an interesting little story. To be fair, in X and Y, yeah, that was done pretty well. Probably the best they've done it. Yep. Uh, and then Sun and Moon, he's back again, and that's how you get the Ultra Beast post game. So, all right. We get it. Luca's the character. We've got it. And we're like, oh, in Sword and Shield, are we just going to be doing another investigation? Like, yeah, surely? Please like, not. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I feel like this was... It didn't really... It it wasn't as much post-game as much as like the actual story itself, really. Apart from like, you know, your traditional like, beat the Pokemon League, I finished it. But it really was like the, the story continuing. Because if you just like cut it off without doing that, there's a lot you don't know. You haven't caught the box legendary for a start. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, so I was quite surprised when I saw like I expected sort of to go into the, the the woods and be like, all right, I'm gonna go and catch um, Zacian. Like, all right, here I go. But no, it had like a it really like uh, rounded off Hop's character arc. Which it did. I really enjoyed. Yeah, and he decided he wanted to be a Pokemon professor. And he was a, he's a really sweet character in the end. I feel like Hop. Yeah, I know. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're talking before how battle him too many times, but after finishing the game, I'm like, you know. It feels weird, but I'm like, I have, a, I have a nice respect for you. Like He had a good arc. Yeah. Like, his, his self-discovery was really good. Mm. You know? It's like, he'd been chasing this brother, his brother all this time, but he realized that what he cared about most was, was you know, being a, per, he says a person people. of the people. Yeah. Exactly. Like, his, and that's what his brother does. He's a person of the people. Mm. You know, he is the champion of the region, sure, but... At the end of the day, what he fights for is for entertainment and, you know, giving giving people in Galar a reason to smile and train and, you know, that's what he wanted to do. And Hop can do the same thing. He just needs to do it as a professor. Mm. And that's what he realizes. And that's awesome. Yeah. Sonya takes him under his wing. Yeah. Helping, wing. Him, helping, yeah. Catch, helping him catch Zamazenta even. It was yeah. Just like, so that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you, you catch your box legendary and he goes off to sort of uh, try and calm down the opposite legendary, which in our case was Zamazenta in Pokemon Sword. Yeah. And like, when you go back to the, the Slumbering Woods, what was it called again? Slumbering Wield. Wields. Yeah. Um, Wield, yeah. Um, and you see him there just like calmly stroking you like oh like, oh this is cool like and yeah, he says oh you know i think i'll keep it and he throws the pokeball catches it and i'm like wow that's awesome how like your rival has the opposite legendary yeah and that was really neat um it did it did sort of jar me a bit when he threw the pokeball and he clearly wasn't holding a pokeball but <laughs> <laughs> well, was a bit weird yeah yeah <laughs> that's like the one like animation thing i'm like yeah he wasn't holding the pokeball i don't know what he just threw <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what do you think about the two characters? Um, what was his name Swordbert and Shieldbert, or uh, Swordwood and Shieldbert? <laughs> <laughs> just really weird. Like at the start, they're like just like really rude and aggressive. But like, it's a quick turnaround, being like, "Oh no, we're sorry." 
<laughs> I I just liked them because it was good good a good way to take my mind off of what just fucking happened. <laughs> just like look at his fucking stupid hair. Holy shit. How do you get your hair like that? Just like a big <laughs> Just like really stick it up like a sword. Jade's like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the shield. Like, because she was watching it. She's like, I don't know how I feel about Shieldbert. Because like, unless you told me, I couldn't tell that was a, a, a shield. But, and then she's, then she turned around and was like, but that's definitely a fucking sword. And that's <laughs> hilarious. Because look, he didn't fucking flop around. See, he's done his, he's done his job. Clearly showing his hair as a sword. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. It, it was really weird, but I really enjoyed sort of. The- I just like how they sort of rocked up and they were just the bad guys of the post of of the post game story, and they were like, "We're descendants of royalty, so we have claim of things in this region." It's like, yeah, good to see just some smug dickheads in this game because throughout the whole game, everybody just ended up being nice. Yeah, well, Chairman Rose was a bit of a wally, but yeah, he was nice though. Yeah, he's nice. He was wally. just thinking about the good the good of Galar. He wasn't. He wasn't. You know, insane. He had a plan, and Leon agreed to it, and they were going to do it, just not in the middle of a championship match. <laughs> but then he's like, "I can't be bothered waiting," so he did it in the middle of the championship match. It's like that was your bad deed. <laughs> Literally, that's what it comes down to. It's like Leon was going to do it in the first place, but that was his bad deed. Was doing it in the middle of the championship match. It wasn't even the fact he did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesus. See, the more you think about it, the worse it gets, doesn't it? It's just like, yeah, we'll do it after, and they do it after. That's that. That's fine. But just like, don't fucking interrupt our Pokemon battle. For the love of God. And he did it in the middle of Pokemon battle. They're just like, oh, so evil. <laughs> Everybody agreed to it happening. It's just he did it in the middle of the Pokemon match, and that fucking annoyed him. Yeah, so that's fine. Like, yeah, if, if, if we can put a stop to it now, great. <laughs> but, you know, it's not that important just yet. It can hold. Yeah. Yeah. We've made appointments. We're paying the staff at the Pokemon League. Just don't do it now. <laughs> his staff, mind you. He should be thinking about his rates. It's on a Sunday. Paying $31 an hour. Jesus, doesn't think much at all, does he? The more you think about it, it does. It does just get worse. His evil deed was interrupting a Pokemon League match. It wasn't even the fact mm. that... It wasn't even the fact that he did it. Well, that, that's your problem there. You're thinking too much about an evil person in a Pokemon game but he's not evil that's the thing <laughs> he's just a fucking idiot he's just a fucking idiot <laughs> that's right <laughs> and there's no closure to him but at least with Shieldbert with uh, Shieldbert and um, Swordwood they had closure <laughs> fuck <laughs> well at the end of this game like, what the fuck's going on at oh. least they fucking had closure it was just like ah oh, we realised that the error of our ways and it's just like alright we're technically still royalty, so we're not arrested, but we recognize that you are uh, better than us. <laughs> All right, see ya. Yeah. It's like, okay, they had closure. <laughs> Chairman Rose didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, wrapping up on the story, really enjoyed it. Got to the end. Bit uh, bit of a head scratcher. Got through it. Good game. <laughs> good, good end game story. It is literally just that. It is literally just that last two hours of the story that is just utterly confusing. Mm. Because the more you break it down, the, the less... The Chairman Rose part, yeah. The, the more, well, yeah, the more you break it down, the less sense it makes. It's not even that Leon said, no, you can't do this. He said, we will do it after our championship match. But he could not hold his piss any longer. <laughs> he just had to do it in the middle of the championship match. I'm just going to Dynamax it all, boys! <laughs> Unleash the dynamite! Why, Christ, man! It, it, 
we thought the Aether Foundation was bad for acting like the good guys the entire thing after already telling us that they're clearly bad. <laughs> but no. So before you even get the control, name your character. We literally, you, you saw us trying to hunt down Nebby. Yeah. <laughs> before we yeah. even named our character. We're obviously bad, but uh, uh, hi, how you going? <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, just last bit on the story, before I played the games, watching the game explain review, uh, the reviewer pointed out that there's not much to the story about the uh, apart from the league uh, or let the I mean the, the gym challenge yeah and he he said that as a negative I'm like that actually sounds awesome and to be fair I I stick by that I think it's really great yes yeah, so do I they stuck away from it and it, it just sort of they could have done such a fucking awesome climax for the Pokemon League they could have just have it all like I expected like your rivals just to be the Elite Four yeah like pretty much then get to like having because a lot of the especially in the new Pokemon games you get to the Elite Four you don't really know them you don't yeah. really get to know them either yeah. they're just like whatever yeah so this could have been a really awesome opportunity to be like the Elite Four the, what is essentially no, the Elite Four people you grew with yeah yeah like and you really know and you yeah would have been really cool but they sort of like hindered that they're I, really jumbled yeah can you go back and challenge Leon and that I apparently you can I haven't tried apparently you can according to Barry anyway Barry no. told me um, Good old Barry. I, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I disagree with him too. I, I feel like that the gym challenge was the appeal to this. It wasn't even the darkest day, or God forbid, Chairman Rose, Chairman. <laughs> literally the fucking worst bad guy I can think of right now. Like because it's so fresh in my mind. But anyway, um, yeah. Try not to think about it too much. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, just to wrap this up because we have just hit two hours. Um, I want to talk about the end game. We have sort of dabbled on that we liked it. We yep. like it in this game, but yeah. I sort of wanted. This is one of the most important aspects to a Pokemon game for me because you know you spend you, you know this game spent twenty hours going through the game, which is also mucking around in the wild area and just like catching every Pokemon and mucking around. But the story, I don't just put a Pokemon da- game down once I finished it. Yeah, because otherwise, you know. I'll put it down now and I'll have to wait another year. <laughs> but I, I really love just like grinding up Pokemon, um, getting them, getting a cool team together, usually taking on a decent challenge with that team outside of just like versing your friends or maybe entering a local tournament or whatever it might be. Um, and X and Y, for example, you beat the Pokemon League and they're design-wise, there isn't really anywhere to grind your Pokemon up levels. There's no way to... Um, really do any of that and usually in Pokemon games once you've finished them you're you know unless you took the time to get good natures and good IVs and that throughout the story which if you did it would ruin playing through the story for you because it would just like slow it right down and make it really tedious then your Pokemon are basically useless for the end game yeah whereas in this uh, the end game is very specifically designed to make competitive Pokemon um, making them easy, easier to train, make them easier to make a viable. Yeah. Um, it's just really s- smartly done. It is. And the battle tower does uh, return in these games. And the battle tower, you know, it's, it's always been in Pokemon games, but it's always been pretty meh for me. Yeah. Um, and this is probably the aspect of the game I've only done like a little bit sort of last night because um, I thought I'd better go and test it out. But the battle tower is... It's going to be a lot of fun, I think, um, just getting your teams together. And I haven't gotten my team um, competitive yet. I haven't grind enough uh, 
battle points and that to get the mints to change natures i'm going to go through and change the natures of my pokemon so they're actually got decent stats get some ability capsules and all that but to get those battle points to be able to buy those you need to be actually actually need to go into the battle tower and get points from there so it's hard to do if your pokemon aren't good but they actually offer rental teams to actually like whether it's just get a taste of competitive play or um whatever it is and i really enjoyed that just being able to like say uh, and it gives you an option between like tough teams uh skill teams rain teams I mean, you can like rent certain ones then from that team of six you can choose three yeah. to uh, put in your in your party and yeah i just I, i'm like all right this is fun this isn't the this isn't the battle frontier there's not like a different uh gimmick for each battle but it is just pure competitive pokemon um, and it's giving you a great way to experiment with uh, different types of Pokemon, whether it's doing max raid battles, getting the candies to level them up to level 100, literally in 10 minutes if you've got the right equipment. Yeah, then literally, it, yeah. If you're doing the battle tower, you're getting the battle points to get your mints, to get your ability capsules, to swap abilities, to hidden abilities, which is how... Because in past games, if you want a hidden ability on your starter, your starter's in the bin, you're making an egg. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're making eggs you're trying to get that other ability through breeding which usually I just like get one through like Wonder Trade which someone's trying to get perfect IVs on mm. then I get that hidden ability then I work that into my breeding Yeah. Um, so I actually got no idea how you initially get that hidden ability unless someone I don't know Okay. <laughs> they'll probably give out starters with it but I don't think mm. you can um... yeah yeah but Sorry, what I'm basically saying is the starter you chose at the start of the game yeah. with a crappy nature, normal ability, bad stats. Once you've finished the game, you're doing max raid battles, you're doing the battle tower, you're able to swap its ability, you're able to get its nature right, you're able to max out its IVs with items, which you couldn't previously. Um, with like calcium, zinc and all that, you can only use a certain amount of points. Yeah. Um, but now you can max out base stats, which yeah. is completely change the game you don't have to sit there and grind for hours doing the math being like you know <laughs> was it uh, four goldine equals one attack I take down two of those i get two attack in a level it takes me um 100 goldine <laughs> yeah to like do this and that'll put that much into my attack uh, you don't have to do that anymore you're just like you got to you're doing the match rate battles you're getting the money you need to buy the zinc the calcium etc etc what you need the to put lime in, the rust sorry yeah to put it to put into the certain stats and that's how you do it so it's all just it's all very much just like resource grinding yeah yeah, yeah. which Get, is fantastic and most importantly doing the max raid battles is fun and you're, and you're discovering new uh, gigantamax forms from doing that as well not just sitting there using the verse seeker um, battling the same person with uh, chances that gives that most XP out of the game, mm. which has you know been previous methods of training. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy with it, and you know thank God. <laughs> it's good for the comp. It's it's good for the competitive battler. Um, yeah. In that regard, and like, and I don't I don't feel like the competitive battler has ever been catered to. No. In a post game before. No. It's no. always been such a slog. Like in Sun and Moon, like you know you're just like grinding against nothing yeah it's yeah like i'd love to competitively battle and i've always considered you know just really getting my my feet into it but i would never do more than a single party because it is so time consuming in old pokemon games 
It's absolutely awful. Here, it's not time consuming. Now you can really experiment. Yeah. Which is where the fun comes from. Yeah. Like exactly. really experiment. Like you know, you I might think about the Pachirisu. The Pachirisu in the team that won the um, doubles tournament mm. in the worlds. Now, now Pachirisu yeah. become a meme and a nightmare for a lot of people. A Pokemon from nowhere, where someone thought of an idea to utilize its um, strengths. Yeah. And yeah, it turned out to be really useful <laughs> in double battles. Yeah. And like in the in the battle tower, because um, I haven't done much competitive Pokemon, you know, for a couple of generations now. So there's like new tactics that have come out which I haven't learnt about or whatever. And I had a um, a fire type, a fire form Rotom, and it had a trick. So it swapped. Um, What's what's the item that only locks them into doing one attack, and it makes it stronger? I forgot. Choice scarf. Yeah, choice scarf. So I had the choice scarf, and I had the move trick, which uh, swaps the held items of um, <laughs> uh, the two Pokemon. Yep. And I used trick, um, put the choice scarf on the other Pokemon. They did a, a stat rising move, so I locked them into that, so they couldn't attack me. <laughs> then I just like wailed on them from there. I'm like, you know, there's so many great ideas that you don't get through doing the normal game. Yeah, you don't you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about a combination of moves, stat, rising items, and all that. Like I think that's where the real fun of Pokemon comes in, especially if you're sticking around after the story. You're probably someone who wants a bit more from battling, mm. and if and if you don't want that, and you do just want to collect, you know, you've got a whole Pokedex to fill out as well. Yeah. Don't, sorry, you don't have a whole Pokedex, but you have a pretty big Pokedex to fill out. And it is made fun doing because you can just catch all of the Pokemon. It's not like a big slog to evolve most of them. That's right, yeah. Mm. And and that is the positive here, but it's also going to harm the longevity of the game as a result. Like, it's it's faster than ever to push these Pokemon up to their max potential, sure. But if you're a person that's just after the collectathon, it's not going to take you... 200 hours to do it or whatever it may be mm. it's probably going to take you maybe 50 at most um, yeah because you know because uh, it's this, cut this is uh, the Monday after the Friday release I've got almost 300 Pokemon yeah yeah. <laughs> and I don't see I see like you know getting the shield exclusives and all that a bit tricky mm. um, especially with the GTS gone which we haven't mentioned um, yeah yeah. All I needed to say about that is that was a stupid decision and if they put it in Pokemon Home under a paid banner I'm going to be very angry hmm. because we've had that feature for years. Yes, since the introduction of a... Online. Yeah, Pokemon going online. Um, but yeah. yeah so that, that's that's pretty much the end game. Just I can could, I could see myself just spending a lot of time doing it and I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Um, and these games sort of inspire me to like I, I want to get into competitive again I want to start learning Yep. I want to start getting better I want to start um, getting a bit more involved with uh, you know the Pokemon community you know the good ones not the ones who just whinge on Twitter <laughs> yeah um, because I can, I can see it being you know a lot of fun and I enjoyed it so much back when I did do it and now that it's uh, got a few more mechanics in there makes it easier more accessible and hopefully people that never thought about items on oh, items never thought about nature's ivs um evs all of that stuff which is like a bit of a head scratcher if you're just playing through the story yeah i hope uh, some people like actually like say you know what i am going to give this a go because uh, it doesn't i've got all these candies i can max out my level and get it done pretty pretty well easy yeah mm. yeah absolutely agree it, it, it is definitely um going to help me as somebody that is interested in PvP matters. Um, 
I love PVE as well. So Max Raids have done a huge service for me. Um, just wandering around the wild area and seeing what I can take on, what I can catch, whatever it may be. Chucking a stone in a wishing well and seeing what comes out. A wishing well, rather a den. <laughs> um, seeing what comes out. Uh, discovering some of these Pokemon. These Pokemon designs in general have been fantastic. Um, I think oh, we haven't talked about the Pokemon. <laughs> we haven't. Look, it's it's hard because there's so much to talk about. But you know, um, there's eighty odd Pokemon in there. I think I used f- five new ones. Hmm. Who's your rock on your team? We should probably say that. Um, I had uh, Inteleon, Eldegoss, Grimmsnarl, uh, Rune Regis. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the same. <laughs> Uh, Center Scorch, who was my star player for the most part, actually, and then I um switched around a bunch with the last one, uh, from like uh, what's his face, pseudo legendary. Um, oh, I forgot his name too. Yeah, the, the names have not uh cemented in my head. No, not yet. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is like taking time to remember them. Um, Dragapult. There oh, you yeah. go. Um, but I also had something else on my team that I was using on occasion. I can't remember at this exact moment, but uh, like, you know, I've sort of been very much like swapping in and out as I've sort of seen designs that I've liked better and what it may be, because it's really easy to do that now, you Mm. know, just chuck some XP candies on it and move on. Yeah. And and going through the story, it was fun fun to do that as well. Been like, you know, you get enough XP, but you can just do it. Yeah. And like the game's a bit easier, but that is the it makes it a bit more fun that you can just be a bit more experimental especially since uh, there are so many Pokemon to choose from yeah, yeah. so yeah I did a, a Rillaboon uh, Our Creamy uh, Obstagoon Corviknight uh, what's his name uh, Bolt- Boltound Boltund yeah. Boltund um, who was my last one hmm <laughs> <laughs> can't remember <laughs> I actually can't remember lost it yeah but yeah I locked them in like pretty early I locked them in even before the first gym I had all six yep I'm like oh I like these I'll stick with them uh yeah I tried to not keep myself locked in I kind of locked in some cemented ones as I went along I'm like yes I'm definitely having that on my team and then I just filled in the rest mm. and then if I found something I liked better than those fills I just pushed on there was only one um, Pokemon apart from my starter obviously that I was absolutely guaranteed where I'm like yes I want that and that was Center Scorch oh, uh, um, Colossal that was that's right yeah Colossal and that's one of my that's literally one of your star players <laughs> that is yeah that is definitely one of my star players what is it with us forgetting our star players yeah I don't know our fire types <laughs> <laughs> literally like mm. you know uh, but it's sort of just like when I saw um, Center Scorch in, in the leaks it was like I want that I want that firebug yeah like we had Volcarona and Volcarona was like amazing I'm like I wonder how this thing could be and it's just as good so good Gigantamax form is a whoa yeah it's awesome, awesome. yeah it's so like, awesome it's like a scorpion dragon but then like, like there's other there's um there's other Pokemon in there that like I really considered and wanted like you know uh, Apple Ton and um, Flapple, yeah, for they, example. They, um, <laughs> like, when I first caught a glimpse in the leaks, I didn't actually see it that much. I'm like, oh, and I like skimmed up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it was. And I, I think it was a Jim Sterling video. That was t- he didn't actually show a picture, but he's just like, 
I think he, he made like a satire video about that um, there's no national decks. It was basically a video of him being like, there's no Ekans, so this game is shit. Because <laughs> Ekans is, is his favorite Pokemon. It's like, yeah. And you know, the reason why there's no Ekans, because there's this other fucking thing. And it's like the ground um, snake. What's its name? Silicobra. Uh, yeah, Silicobra. Silicobra. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, because of this fucking thing. It's just, it was really funny. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no, where I was going now. <laughs> Oh, better wrap this up. <laughs> Full um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess just with Pokemon designs in general, mm, they're all great. They're yeah. all great. Yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of the more depressing thing in this mm. is that. Um, oh, sorry, I remember where I was going. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The kind of the kind of depressing thing in all this is that like I would love to see some of these designs working with Pokemon that I've used in the past that would probably fit a really good bill, but I can't. You know, hmm. it's like all these new designs come out. I'm like, I could really see that on, uh, you know, one of my professionals' teams working with my, I don't know, for example, crocodile in this way or whatever it may be. And then it's just like, but I can't do that. Hmm. I have to look for something else that sort of fits fits a similar bill, and uh, that's kind of annoying, frustrating. And I think that's the thing that upsets me most about it is that when I'm building teams in this game that's really good for build, building competitive Pokemon teams, I can't access the ones. <laughs> Mm. that I love yeah well yeah sorry um, I'm losing track of mine because it is like 11.30 and I haven't slept yeah. that much for the last few days because I'm playing fucking Pokemon <laughs> but yeah he's just like yeah, there's literally a Pokemon based on a fucking apple I'm like yeah I did say that that is weird it's like an apple but in in the actual game where you see it and it goes around the back there's like a grub going into the apple yeah. and like it's eyes poking up are like the leaves I'm like that is an absolutely brilliant designed <laughs> Pokemon like yeah, it's not just an apple it's like really cool and when it evolves like in sword it evolves into flapple which is like it's a dragon which basically just bursts out the apple and starts flapping like the bits of apple on its arms and it <laughs> flies around like that but that is just then there's apple ton apple ton or whatever um, in sword uh, in shield sorry and it's just like a big apple pie it's just like a, <laughs> it's just a real bulky apple pie yeah. I'm like that is such a cool premise for a Pokemon like a dragon a little baby little wee dragon that is useless so it's hiding in an apple and, and it when it evolves more effective <laughs> and when it evolves it sort of like stays in the apple in different ways yeah like I think that's a lot smarter than say Vanillax or so which is like oh it's an ice cream but it's a icicle yeah I'm not, I'm not bagging that Pokemon but I'm just saying like this one especially like based on a food or that's an right. item or whatever like this yeah. is fantastic yeah. yeah yeah but a hell of a lot of sense imagine imagine what uh Imagine what it looks like under the apple. Just like a little green little grub. A worm with gigantic eyes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like uh, the um, blip bug. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the one jarring design I have in my head at the moment. Is because blip bug looks like it's been squashed horizontally. Mm. I don't know why <laughs> it does it, it just really confuses me but I'm really intrigued about Orbeetle and how it works because it's like a s- sort of fairly defensive psychic type yeah so yeah psychic bug so that's a type we haven't seen before I believe um, not what I can not what I can think, think of think of the top of my head anyway no. only psychic bug in this game anyways <laughs> well we've only we've only ever seen like bugs that can use psychic moves I feel like Venomoth never really yeah which yeah yeah like Butterfree, like a lot of them yeah, can. Even, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, just never actually a psychic bug. Mm. There's a lot of good bug types in this game. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's a nice little choice. Yeah, yeah, bug psychic fire... Not sorry. Yeah, bug psychic, bug fire. Mm. Uh, (laughs) There was a whole... um, There was a whole bunch of them. Those two alone were pretty great, yeah. They are. There is is more. There's definitely more. Um, You got Butterfree, which is a bug poison. No, bug flying, sorry. Mm. Yeah. It's a good selection of bugs. Like um, A Drive on YouTube is doing like a bug lock, bug lock yeah. yeah, which is a really cool idea. Yeah. So if you want to make the game harder because you think it's too easy, just play through like make your own challenges like that. Solo type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll get to one point where it just like stomps you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely squash. Mm. All right, bro. Let's uh, let's sort of uh, let's finish this up. We've uh, probably taken too much of people's time already, but this. Uh, Regardless of how entertaining it was, it's something we definitely need to just get off our chest. Eight months of like talking about this game, um, really looking forward to it, but being worried and frustrated every time we talk about it. It was hard not to bring up the controversies what were going around it. Yeah. Um, as fans, and I think at the end of the day, it's a great Pokemon game. It's a great Pokemon game, and uh. It's a Pokemon game with with flaws. Oh yeah, there's definitely flaws. Yeah, it's a good Pokemon game. Definitely one with flaws. It's not the best one out there for sure. But if you want to experience Pokemon in a light that is, I suppose what it closer to what it really should be for a modern age RPG. This is definitely a step forward. Mm. Um, it's not a step back as much as people wanted to make you believe during the leaks um, the cut of the decks was irritating um, some of there was, there was a couple of drawbacks in areas where it, it just feels like it was maybe a little bit too rushed you know but overall just with max raids and um how the battle tower functions for the end game like that in itself sort of lends it as mm. the com- a- yeah the combination of the battle tower and the wild area together yeah mm. it's it's a good way to not only get your pve fix but you get a pvp fix as well out of the rewards which is good the story on the lead up all the way up to the end is really good it's just a shame that the last hour and a half really kills it um the post the post game stories neat and good uh, and it's a much better tie off to the end of the story so I'm glad they didn't end it mm. with just what it was in the story um, and yeah yeah. so you said not one of the best in the series I don't think it's I know I don't think it is mm. mm. um, we're four days in I'm not going to say it's the best in the series um, but it's definitely up there because what this game is is that it's the core of Pokemon it's Discovery it's uh, catching, collecting, it's uh, raising Pokemon, and it's uh, really just drilled down to the core of what makes Pokemon special. And it's got all of that wrapped in charm, which is also core of Pokemon. And if I was going to play a Pokemon game today, I've got my favorites, I've got Gen 3, um, but these games do the aspects better. You're able to jump in there, you've got a choice of a nice selection of Pokemon, nice, well-rounded, and you're able to really experiment throughout the story. And the story doesn't fuck around too much. You're just collecting badges and you're, you know, trying to be the best 
and until the end <laughs> where like Chairman Rose decides to go like fucking ape shit for no ape reason. shit so, hey, well, well, well calm down it's the, it's the day but apart from that you get back to it you become the champion and you're not overrun with dumb legendaries you've got three very strong legendaries who are who the law the law is uh, you know good enough to be believable yeah. um, they could have obviously fleshed it out more but it's it's enough to understand what they represent um, so you know definitely if you're looking for a Pokemon game and well for a start if you haven't bought it already and you've listened to an hour and a half of us talking about it I, I doubt you haven't got it but if if you're someone who's like oh yeah I've got a Switch and I played Pokemon on DS but I haven't really I don't really play that much I'll definitely say get this one I wouldn't say go back to another one and I think it's definitely a foot in the right direction for the series um, in some ways in some ways, yes. Well, as, yes. as much as yes. much yes. as yes. much as I do agree with pretty much all those points, at the end of the day, the reason it's not my favorite or in my top favorites is because there are great ideas presented that need more fleshing or balancing. That I know that not they're not going to do through updates. I'm one hundred percent certain they're not going to. No, no, they said they're not, so no, they won't. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the lack of Pokemon, there's not all of them there and stuff like that. There is a whole bunch of content that we've had plenty of times in the past that isn't there. There is stuff in there that does feel a little bit rushed um, in how it's presented, and that is including the story. So, yeah, just at, yeah, and right at the end, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and like there's, there's some areas. Uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the fairy gym? Where's uh, that town? Uh, Opal's Gym uh, I can't remember its town name though yeah well it doesn't matter that town is gorgeous for example but then there's other places where you're like oh my god looks a bit mm. so yeah looks a bit whatever so you know yeah as far as like some areas being rushed like, yeah I can see that but yeah these are you know I'd, if I was going to rate them I would give them an 8 I think they're great games and they've made someone like myself who hasn't been happy with a Pokemon game in the last 8 years since they've been 3D and that's including remakes of Ruby and Sapphire, which were games I've been wanting for ages. Remakes are my favourite games, and I feel like they just pooped the, the ball, just pooped them out. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. And now, now it's to a point where I'm like, okay, I can really, I can, I'm going to keep playing Sword and Shield, you know, for as long as they're relevant, you know, until the next Pokemon game comes out. Don't say that just yet. It's only been a couple of days. Just no. remember that. Just remember yeah. that. It yeah. is. It, it only has been a couple of days. I do agree that I'll probably keep playing these for a while myself as well. But I do feel like max raids will eventually have their usefulness depleted. And all of a sudden, like we're going to have to be building competitive teams. And depending on how long we can stay motiv- motivated with that, will be highly mm. dependent. Well, I mean, like once we have our team set up, it'll be like a. It'll be almost like playing Smash Bros. Pick it up battle who we got to battle like wherever it is whether we battle each other or battle like going versus other people whatever it is do online tournaments um, but then we put it down and we're not grinding because we've already done it well but, yeah I mean it depends on how far you want to go into competitive battling you can keep building po- building Pokemon and keep doing that over and over and over and it gives you the opportunity to do that really well but um, yeah, it we, yeah. did it needs to keep you engaged and like while, they, while they've got us engaged now I think it will depend on how they handle event mm. events and stuff like that because there, there are Pokemon in the game that are programmed in there 
but you literally can't get them yet. Yeah. And that, that is including from like, it, they might come from home or they might put them in max raid battles or something like that. We don't know how they're going to handle it yet because they've said nothing about it. Mm. Well, yeah. That's like a few of the legendaries from other regions and Squirtle, Squirtle and Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah, they're all in there. They've been And people have hacked them into the game. They're yeah. there. Expect, um, expect to see some Squirtles and Blastoises and Venusaurs and all that running around and online because people have already got them in there. They'll just trade them over. Yeah, if you know it's a, uh, yeah, probably don't accept one. No, <laughs> you know it's going to be. You hacked. could get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we won't take any more of your time. Thank you very much for listening to House of Mario episode one hundred and twenty-two, where we got to finally play the biggest game of the year. Play the biggest game of the year, and like you know, we don't do this for every game that comes out. You know, actually, we haven't done it for any games that have come out this year. Have this much of a discussion. Like Luigi's Mansion, now we talk about it for twenty minutes. Yeah, it's fun. It's a cool game. <laughs> Move on. But this is like this is one of the series we're really passionate about. Though. You know, Zelda's one of them. Mario's one of them. Pokemon's one of them. There's like a few Nintendo series we're personally very invested in. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And I feel like a lot, a lot of people would want to hear about anyway. Mm. Like the thing is, is when it comes down to the end of the day, again, Luigi's Mansion, Fire Emblem, all that stuff. There is a niche to them. Yeah. And I enjoy them very much, but I don't think I could talk about them for the same length of time as I could yeah. Pokemon. And there's, other, there's other people out there too. I remember Tam, he was saying that when they introduced uh, basically non-permadeath into Fire Emblem, he was like, oh, yuck. Who plays like that? And then there's me like, oh, I wouldn't play with permadeath on because I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think yeah. about losing characters. And there's yeah. people that um, approach Pokemon like that as well. Yeah. And that's why when the whole Pokedex thing come up, I'm like, oh, I get that because I'm like that with other series. Mm. So it's all good. It's yep. all good. And I'm so happy we could say we enjoyed the games. Yeah. Yeah. And we enjoyed ourselves and we can move on. <laughs> we yeah. can move on. Yeah. Game Freak, I think they, I think uh, their, their messages were like, why? Actually, very quickly, when Sakurai said the trophies weren't coming to Smash Ultimate no one gave a shit and he gave like the same reasons <laughs> Game Freak are giving for the Pokemon just the actual Pokemon are obviously more important than yeah 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 yeah. at the end of the day uh, you gave it an 8 I think I'll give it a 7.5 yep yeah, I, like I think they're great games. Then they're no, they're nowhere, games. they're nowhere near, near or even close to as much as a train wreck as people were trying to make them out to be during mm. the leaks. People were actually hacking them during the leaks. Yeah, I know. To actually like make them look worse, it's like that is a next, that is the next level of being like petty. <laughs> is there proof of that though? I keep hearing that, but I don't know if there's actual physical proof. There was footage getting around of it like being real. Because people said that about the ladder thing. They're like, people hacked it so that the ladder would stop. But no, that happens in the actual game. Mm. That's full of shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much to believe of that. Yeah. I, I can't believe that people would have their game hands on their games for a week and crack it right open just to make it look worse. For cheating, yeah, I can see that. But to make them look worse, nah. Mm. People, I mean, people this week got their hands on it, I suppose. And they managed to program a better tree in the game. <laughs> yeah in less than an hour just saying so mm. you know and it didn't didn't hinder the performance <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what to tell you yeah that's that's a head scratcher yeah yeah. I'm literally scratching my head <laughs> <laughs> anyway Bryce um, yeah everyone thank you very much for listening it's uh, 11.30 
I'm going to go home and wash my work clothes. <laughs> I've, I've had like barely any sleep and I'm really feeling it now. Yep. Um, so I, I do want to encourage people to join our Discord. I really want to um, start like talking about Pokemon, getting trades, battles and all that going on. Um, we've got people in there who are really keen and passionate about Pokemon already. Everyone except for uh, Luke, I think. <laughs> and if Luke, I want he listened to the last episode and he he accepted our apology for talking a lot about Pokemon. Now I'm just I'm just going to put this out there, Luke. If you listen to two and a half hours of, of us, us talking, talking about, about Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield, I will buy you a beer. I'll buy you fucking three beers next time if you stay on Discord. That you heard if this you heard you heard this, yeah, and and. Meta or anyone else in the Discord, I don't want you. Don't, don't tell him. I don't want you. Uh, yeah, telling him. Don't tell him. Make, please. Him, make him earn those beers. He likes Furfy now. He's had he's had a couple of Furfies. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. Um, join the Discord because I need, especially if I have Shield, because I need the Shield exclusives. Just <laughs> so, Bryce, where can they find you on Twitter? At Ivory Raven. You can find me at Idruby and the show at the House of Mario. And uh, this week's Nintendo Jukebox is a remix of the Pokemon Sword and Shield Gym Leader remix, and it's by Camex on SoundCloud. Check out his profile in the show notes below. And until next week, where we can talk about something that isn't Pokemon, but we might talk about it anyway. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.